Hi, this is Netta Laurene from SmackDown, and you're listening to Freeform Rock Podcast. listening to the free form rock podcast is everybody in is everybody in is everybody in the ceremony is about to begin now for a limited time you can get the beatles greatest hits for a special low price I need somebody. 54 classic tracks on two double CD collections. The Beatles, Red and Blue. A special piece of music history. The Beatles, Greatest Hits. Specially priced, but for a limited time only. Get them both now. Giles Martin has a theory that John Lennon composed Now and Then, the freshly published Beatles song, as a touching ode to his fellow musicians. Martin claims that Peter Jackson, the director of the band's 2021 documentary, Get Back, and who led the band's successful revival of Now and Then, has a somewhat different perspective. Peter believes it's a letter of love to Paul, McCartney. Without a doubt, Paul and John missed each other, and Paul genuinely loved John. There were only four Beatles, and similar to Trauma, only they could relate to that, because they were the only ones who had gone through it. I believe this is the reason Paul desired to complete Now and Then. It was regarded as the four of them's last joint venture. Co-produced by McCartney and Martin, the song was released last week and is featured on the freshly restored The Beatles 1,967 to 1,970 inches, also known as The Blue Album, which was also released on Friday along with The Beatles 1,962 to 66 inches, also known as The Red Album. The song includes guitar contributions by the late George Harrison, bass and drum additions from Ringo Starr and McCartney, and a new string overlay composed by Martin, McCartney and composer Ben Foster, in addition to the sanitized audio, which was originally found on a Lennon demo tape from the late 70s. Martin, 54, a longtime audio expert for the band and the son of renowned Beatles producer George Martin, provided some more commentary on Now and Then. When McCartney revealed in a June BBC interview that Now and Then was produced using artificial intelligence, it ignited a furor among fans. First, it was assumed that the other Beatles used artificial intelligence, AI, to produce John Lennon's voice. However, more information showed that Jackson's old demo recording was really edited using the same audio technology he used to improve the audio during filming of the Get Back documentary. The voice and music are entirely original. Even though McCartney and Starr have stated time and time again that Now and Then is the last track made by the Beatles, Jackson has suggested in interviews that there may be more treasures hidden in the vaults. There may be some demos out there, but they wouldn't include all four of them. The crucial point is that George's performance of Now and Then 
originated from those sessions in 1995, where he was the only musician involved. In All buddy. right, man. We're, we're still talking, man, because we're having fun taking a shit out of the Kiss solo albums on a Beatles episode, but... Man, I, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna swing it. Well, the swinger just left. No, I'm, I'm, gonna, gonna, I'm gonna swing this to you, Charles, man, because you are the book smart Beatles fan on here. I'm just the one who loves the music. <laughs> wow, I you're a bigger you. nerd than I am. I give it to you. I, I would uh, probably promise. I think only out there. Well, maybe Lee Gersman. Well, guests. I heard them before you heard them, but that's because I'm older than you. I wouldn't know it. You look like a dashing young man today, Lee Gersman, on our show. Oh, okay. I say. Bear in mind, I'm going to be buttering you that's up. Probably the, that, that's probably the, the only thing that's going to keep me from getting off of the show in exactly. the middle. Exactly. I am going to be buttering you up something fierce today, Lee Gersman, because what Mark doesn't realize... Myself and Lee already reviewed the albums we're doing today. And um, even then, I thought it was pointless, but um, at least I did them for you. Because you were good enough to do yeah. some albums that nobody else would do. And you did it again. You're, you're always taking... So far, so far, it's it's like I, I, I went in the toilet and um, I, I took a crap again. <laughs> Well, that's because you didn't hear the album we just reviewed on Freeform. Ah, in well, that's week. coming up. This is coming up. Then, yeah, exactly. You can wave your hand. I'm not going to say what it is, Thank but you. I will say it's the worst album of 2023 by far that I've heard. Oh, shit. Anyway. That shit, right? You got that it, shit right. It will be out at the end of 2023, so you guys can take your mind. Sadly, Lee would probably enjoy it. Um, but I don't think well, he would. I I, re I think he would think the same thing. I don't it a, you don't have to say, but is it a new album? Yes. That's okay. Just when we thought Crazy Nights and the Load albums were bad enough, look what look what we just did. I like Holy those shit. albums All right. way That's better terrible. than this album. Damn. Well, yeah, but before I get to my little soliloquy, and of course, Lee, thanks for being on. Love you, buddy. Love you. Always. Uh, we have uh, the epic man of the uh, Freeform Rock Podcast, Jerry Soupy, Mr. JS. Yeah, I'm just here for the pizza and beer and to learn a couple of things about the Beatles. Today. I'm not as big as a Beatles fan as you guys. I mean, I know the songs. So uh, I'm just interested in uh, learning a little bit today. Well, thank you. And Mark isn't as non of a fan as he likes to lead on. But I will say, uh, I think Kate Dore might be the only one in our little circle of people that can push me. She gave away a few of my trade secrets on uh, knowledge and where to find knowledge she, on this band. She is a, she is awesome. She really yeah, is. That's okay. I, I said it's okay. Everybody should know. Okay, it's called the BeatlesBible.com. Yeah, I know. It's tremendous. And if you really want to learn about the greatest band to walk God's green earthly Gersman, that's right, not Mascara Sue, not Hot Poop, not Jody Grind, and, and not anybody else on this planet. I do like some of Hot Poop, though. I think that they <laughs> are contenders. Why are you still and, bringing up Hot Poop? I forgot about that band. 
And no offense to Jerry, who I think's more of a Stones guy, and Bushy Atchison, who likes Debbie Gibson better than this group. No, 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 no. This oh, now, I, I won't go that far now. Come on, man. You know, it's, is, o- it's only in his dreams. Uh-huh. This is the best group to walk God's green fucking I mean, earth. Zeppelin will blow both of them off the planet, in my opinion. But that's just my Well, opinion. you know that pool I took, Jerry? I took a thing. I put up albums by the but, Beatles, Zeppelin, and the Who. I guess he's beating no, no, everybody. No, 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 no. Zeppelin. But, you know, but, but it was Led Zeppelin influenced by a lot. So... You can't argue the Beatles influence, and I'll never disrespect the Beatles. Never. Well, I, my biggest thing is, and I know <laughs> Lee for sure, probably, maybe Mark, because he heard us talk about it. Rock and roll, when the Beatles hit, was on the verge of being where it's at now. You know, like pretty much dead. It was, what what we have at the time? Dion and Fabian Lee, are you a big fan of these guys? I like Dion. My mom what? loved Dion, dude. What about Fabian? My wife, my wife, my. my I mom, like my his, mom. Loved Fabian. I like, I I like his attitude, but 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 his. What about Pat Boone? Big big Pat Boone she fan. Like, she didn't like Pat Boone. <laughs> I'm not gonna say I'm a big Pat, Pat Boone. Boone. Yeah. She was a big fan of the Shirelles. Like she hated. What? She hated how, like, uh, Diana Ross and the Supremes got more fame than the Shirelles when the Shirelles were better singers. <laughs> they were cool. But what did Elvis, Pre- what was Elvis Presley doing when the Beatles hit? He was uh, doing movies. Yeah, crappy movies. What was Jerry, what was Jerry Lee Lewis doing? He's in jail. His cousin. His cousin. He went in jail. He just was ran out of business for marrying his cousin. What was, now Chuck Berry was in, in jail. jail. For violating the Man Act, what was Little Richard doing? Other guys. Yeah, I don't know what he was doing. (laughs) At that point, he was a born again preacher. At this point, and he was doing religious and turned his back on rock and roll. Conway Twitty was doing rock hits, right? Lee, we 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 reviewed a Twitty rock album. Hello, darling. Rock and roll was not doing that well, and then in. November of 1963, what happened? John Lennon, John Lennon, John F. Kennedy was assassinated. And then the Beatles came on Ed Sullivan and the rest is history. And the British once again showed us how to rock and roll. All the great British, all the great rock and roll bands, with the exception of a few, not Night Ranger, Mark, but a few (laughs) groups were really good, but... British rock saved rock. And these guys were the spearhead. Cliff Richard in the Shadows, another band Lee and I reviewed, came to America, flatline. The Beatles broke the American market first, and everybody else from Britain benefited from that, if nothing else. And uh, they happened to be the greatest rock band of all time, and we'll go over that many, 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 many times in this review. Isn't there a song by the Shirelles that the Beatles covered on this album? Not this album. Not this one. But but on Please Please Me, correct. Yeah. So that was cool, man. My mom loved the Shirelles. (laughs) You know, I think that's where I got my shit from because uh, she got me an Aerosmith and then I got her into Dawkins and then she hated the Smiths and the Cure, but she liked all the rock stuff I liked. Uh, Even Let me tell you a cool thing about the Beatles I like, and this is not a knock, I mean this seriously. 
their songs were nice, short, and to the point, man. That's why I liked about their music. Except for maybe what Hey Jude, that's like their, one of their longest songs. Am I right about that? Yeah. Yeah, or Day in the Life. Or I want... Two and a half, two and a half yeah. minutes, three minutes. I mean, it's fucking awesome if you think about it. I love songs that short, so... I want you to heavy was like eight minutes and just saying the same thing over and over again but that riff right lee is that yeah that, that yeah it kind of ruined the song <laughs> oh like lee is in a mood today damn it i'm frozen again yeah I'm, you're, you're, I'm, it's funny dude. i'm just, holding back just turn I'm off your camera back. and turn it back on that you probably reset it but uh well give lee the, the floor and what he thinks about the beatles yeah, and their play go for it lee and, no, I like them. It's it's just that they're just too damn popular um, for you. No, no. Um, <laughs> I I just have to say I I do think that to reissue this again to me and the fact that people are actually buying it and talking about it, I think it's it's a waste of time. But. But Lee, it's remixed. It's re. It's cleaned up. It's remixed. It's like and when I, you hear what I have to say about that, you might change your mind about what you're going to say. But go on. I'm just saying. I like remix versions. Like Kicks, Blow My Fuse is way better sounding than the original Blow My Fuse. I like it when they remix it. Remastering's different. All they do is add fucking frosting to what's already there. Remix, they just take the whole song apart and remaster it. This is the deal, Mark, and we I, talked about this before. Lee, are you not a fan of the stereo mixes of Beatles music over the mono mixes? I am a fan of There that. you go. I mean, but I'm not. Typically, I'm not. I'm a purist at heart. I, 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 I do have to say something positive about this album. I Even though we were just doing I, I was listening to a good deal of the whole thing and there are a lot of songs on it that i liked and was happy to hear and none of them are the ones we're going to be reviewing <laughs> well well they were probably the, the 2021 or 2022 right yes let me I, I, i'll just i'll just say um all of a sudden i'll hear one that's great and then I'll look, and no, that's a 2022 or an older one. Yes, let me do a little disclaimer for the folks listening at home. Because this would be a 17-hour episode, because there's like 83 tracks on this collection. This is like a mini box set, if you combine the two. We only chose the 2023 mixes and the new song. Um... For that reason. Yeah. Because yeah. Lee noted from Revolver on, it's very hit and miss. The Revolver mixes on the Red Album are for last year's Revolver. The yeah, Sgt. Yeah. Peppers is from a few years ago. Whatever. If they've remastered that and remixed that album, that version is on this collection. However, the Red is going to be the bulk of your 2023 mixes because they haven't been done yet. And uh, an interesting note, too, is if I was to buy this on a physical media, I probably would buy the CDs. And the reason being is that all the new edition tracks are on the third disc of the vinyl. They did not structure the vinyl the way they did the CD, which is kind of weird to me. 
then again, maybe it's cool to just listen to the new songs on the third vinyl, I guess. Yeah, bear in mind, I haven't heard a vinyl record in like 40 years. I, I missed out on this revolution because as Mark threw me this episode as a veteran, thank you very much. I have not been in a position to buy records because I can't carry record player around me. So team streaming here. But I think I probably would enjoy the CD versions of this better if I was to pay for it. You know, they have a they have those record players that you could buy that's in a little, like a case. <laughs> How am I going to carry these records around me all over oh, that, the world? That, that's true. <laughs> I didn't think about that. Where, like where that. everything's right here. Right here. On Apple, which rules over Android, by the way. Oh, you and Yes. But, um... Lee, don't, you don't appreciate the Beatles as much as me, but he appreciates me, well, look, look. and I appreciate him. They were my favorite band growing up, and I used to play on the piano at least five or six hours each day for uh, at least a whole year, Beatles songs. You big meanie, see? Mean Mr. Oh. Mustard. Yeah, relax <laughs> a little all right, but well, let's get let's get into this because this is going to be a long episode. And uh, since we're doing this long episode, there's an episode I've been wanting to do with Lee forever with Vincent Cavanaugh. I, I won't bring you on uh -huh. it, Lee. It's a uh, Richie Kotzen's Fifty for Fifty. <laughs> but, uh, that would be a we Vincent could Cavanaugh. do um, five different um, episodes, and we do ten <laughs> songs each, and then when you're done, you combine them all in one video. Oh, God. Yeah. All right, man. Well, let's get into this, man, because Jerry's like yep. falling asleep over here. He's literally he's holding, he's holding he's his hand up, up, like, "Hurry up, guys! Hurry up, guys!" Not, but I'm just not. gonna say how I got into Beatles. I got into Beatles, like I've said this on many Beatles episodes and episodes that were non-Beatles, because if you're a Beatles fan or like a Kiss fan, Kiss and the Beatles come up with every fucking thing you talk about and Rush for me. But uh, I got into them because of Sgt. Pepper's. My mom got me that and. I remember listening on the radio, the Beatles talking about, oh, we might get back together, like in 77 and stuff, and then John Lennon got shot, and then that went to shit. Uh, I think they, I think they would have got... World history, Mark, by yeah. the way. Yeah. Fuck that Mark David Chapman. Yeah. I can think he's John Lennon, but I'm just saying, man, I love you, John Lennon. I love you, Paul. I love you, Ringo. I love you, George. But, uh... George, uh, uh, if you see the poll I did on the Beatles, I even added Pete Best and George Martin. They're pretty close together. John, Paul, and George are pretty close together in the votes by Ringo. is way behind. We will get into that, by the way, because um, I got a bone to pick with Jerry. And I think one thing about this overall, I think one member I grew to appreciate even more with these remixes as we get into the review. So, Jerry, how'd you get into the Beatles? I just listened to them through friends. My dad was a Beatles fan. I mean, you can't escape the Beatles if you're into music at all. So you're bound to, even if you're just like a, a, a novice fan, you know some of their songs. So, uh, but like I said, I'm not there. I'm not a, a nut swinger like you guys are. I do prefer the Stones. Hey. I wouldn't even call them a top 20 band, in my opinion. I'm not disrespecting them. I have a lot of respect for the Beatles, man. I'm going to turn my back on you. A lot, a lot of these bands in the top in my top twenty are influenced by the Beatles. So, um, pretty say about that. So, yeah, I'll, I'll, I will never say anything bad about the Beatles. All I ask, all I ask on this review, Mark, is 
Let me go first each track. Okay, that's cool, man. And George Harrison is the best Beatles. There's my Beatles poster behind that, me. I just got to get that in for a that. second. Because fucking... Them and Rush. See. Look look who's above Rush. I got the Beatles above Rush. So there you go. Uh, you go. Uh, let's, get, let's get into this, man. We're going to start with the Red Album. What are the dates on this album? I didn't write it down. My bad. 62 to 66. 66. 66. And then 66 to 70, right? The blue. Yeah. All right, man. Yeah, I fucked up with my notes there. But let's get into Love Me Do, Charles. Okay. Well, a quick spoiler, too. There's not many blue track reviews because there's so many remasters on that album. Just go check those albums out. Same with the red when we hit revolver tracks. Um,. Lee is like pissed off. We should have just done those for him. But anyway, Love Me Do, this version, it was taken from the single version, which I think is an interesting choice, as I've always personally felt the LP version off of Please Please Me was a slightly better version. My assumption is because this is the version that features Ringo on drums and not Andy White, who George Martin brought in, because he's like, you fooled me once with Pete Best. You're not going to fool me twice. And Ringo was pretty upset by that, but for some reason they chose this version. I always thought Paul's lead vocal was shakier on this version. Um, and to be fair, I to be fair, though, I've never been a mega fan of this song. It seems a, a rather underwhelming opening single. From the greatest band that's ever walked God's green earth, but whichever. That's in retrospect, of course. I happen to not be born back then like Lee. And uh, as far as this remix... He wasn't born in 62. I know, I'm just teasing him. <laughs> it does have a slightly warmer sound to it, but honestly, I don't think it starts the collection off as knocking your socks off. I really do... And wish they'd remix the album version of this track. I don't care if it features Andy White on drums and Ringo relegated to a tambourine. You know, I had no idea that there was a different drummer on this song. Oh, know? yeah. You just learned me. See, you're book smart, Beatles. But you can hear Paul shake your love me too. He said he was nervous because John actually sang that. Until the decision was made by George Martin. You need to sing it because he's on harmonica. I'm not a huge fan of this song, but and I'm not sure if we're starting out that great on this collection right here. The the thing is when I when I I'll do I'll go next. When I started doing my notes for this album, uh, I was noticing the red album, man, it's mostly John on lead vocals and Paul is very not on here as much compared to John. And it's like Well, one more interesting fact before you go ahead. The original red had the LP version of please of uh, love me do but for this one they chose this version i think it's because ringo's drumming so right. go ahead but I, I didn't realize that there was another drummer on the original sync on the original album so that that's pretty interesting to me now i gotta go read the beatles bible because i feel stupid thank you charles for making me feel dumb <laughs> if you ask about rush i'll know everything about that shit uh me and al horta but uh wow so clean and crisp the bass is higher in the mix Love this song. I've always loved it. I love the harmonica. I think the remix is pretty cool, man. I, I like it because there's no hissing in the background now. And and I'm with Lee, and Lee knows this. I like stereo. I don't like mono. 
You know, I don't want to get mono and I don't want to listen to mono. I remember when I tried to go buy some old Kinks albums and they were all in mono. I'll, I said, I'll wait till they do it in stereo. <laughs> Stones in mono. Yeah, I didn't like the Stones in mono either. It was decent, though. They redid them in stereo, which is which is my bag, man. But I, yeah. I, I like this song, man. I, I like Paul. Paul is my favorite Beatles, so, of course. I'm going to let you go, Lee. All right, well... I, I, I want to say this as a pre pre thing for the for for the songs. <laughs> I, I found that um, in general, most of these remixes, even though I heard little tiny bits of differences, I found that they kind of dulled the sound and made me appreciate the non-remixed version more. And so this is one of those. So. Um, if if I in the next song we do, if I say ditto, that's because I have the same thing to say about it. But I have some songs where I have things to say and positive things. But I have to agree with Charles on this song. It's not one of my favorites, and I don't think that it's starting off well. Well, I hope you guys went by the list I gave you, because then Charles told me this is like the lp mix <laughs> side c, Look, side you c. can't really see what i said but these are all of my notes okay. you know why i said that mark why because interestingly enough on apple music now they have updated the b side to now and then mm -hmm. which is this version now when i heard it on the b side of now and then it was that version they're clever fuckers over there at apple records <laughs> apple records all right, nice. man. Jerry, what do you think of Love Me Do, man? Well, like I said, I have not heard these remixes, but I will listen to them. Hopefully by the time this air... Is this going out right away? Going out today, man. Oh, I won't have time to listen to them. But the song itself is actually one of my favorite Beatles songs. Fucking catchy as fuck. It's an earworm, man. I mean, who doesn't like a song like this? Now, I do have two questions about this song. Okay. You guys, who plays harmonica on it? John Lennon. John Lennon. I plays it. And... Uh, now, I'm seeing here this was actually released as a single first, correct? Yes. And it was later on an album. Am I reading my correct? Yes. It was on. This was actually the single edit because it's on Past Masters. Okay. And then you have the LP version, which I definitely think is a better version of the track. The song itself, I really do like. So I guess we'll just leave it at that for that one. Well, there, well, there you go. And the fuckers that are like, Pete Best was a good drummer. Listen to the version on Anthology. Pete Best sucked. They made the right choice in getting Ringo. Yeah. Well, you said George Martin said you fooled me with Pete Best. So George Martin didn't think very highly of him either. Yeah. It's, it's just those contrarians out there who, who like Lee, who want to have the obscure people <laughs> like better. <laughs> yeah, Pete Best was oh, obscure. Pete Best, Pete Best is the seven-figure fucking... Rolled check to this day from the anthology. So God bless. Him. Hey Jerry, all you got to do is turn off your camera and turn it on. I think it'll reset it. But uh, I'm good. Uh, well, we're recording this in video too because I want more content. <laughs> but uh, please, please, please me. I'll start with all you. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah, you go first. Uh, I'll do it first, everyone here. Yep. Please, please me. Another interesting choice of what version to remix. This is a remix of the stereo version of the track, which you can find on Past Masters. There are two different versions. 
which this one features Lennon flubbing the lyrics up. And he has a laugh at his own expense. The last, you know, the little come on. He laughs because he screwed up the lyrics right before that. Which is kind of cool. But it's interesting they chose this version to remix. My assumption is maybe, just maybe, it's easier to remix stereo than mono. But we're going to get to a track that they had no choice here real soon. They have no choice but to remix a fucking mono version. But maybe the uh, old mono version was like di like disintegrating uh, or something. Uh, we'll get into that one. Okay. But I have to assume that that was the case here. It was easier to work on the stereo mix. Total John Lennon. What a great ode to giving up oral sex and not getting it in return. Um, this is, again, warmer sounding. Definitely the instruments are separated quite a bit more than the original version, and we get more clarity. This is a very good remix version here. We're getting on track now. Probably helps. I dig the song way more than Love Me Do, though, for a start. Uh, so what do you think about it, Lee? Uh, this was another one that when I heard it, I didn't really hear any difference. And it also, well, I heard a little bit of difference, and it just kind of felt like I wanted to go back to the original more than this. This this was slightly not good. You I have to take a call. You, you didn't hear the cymbals? I might have heard them, but I mean, they, there was like 1% of a, of, a, of a less good and sound. The, the harmonies were kind of higher in the mix also, to me? No, I, I found it was um, the opposite. I found that they were a little bit dull. I thought uh, they were like, they fucking stood out. Maybe because I listen, I listen for the harmonies, that's why. But, oh. But, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go next, man. This, like right. I said, this sounds like a new song where the harmonies are more up front. And Rico's cymbals are so crisp. What do you think about it, Jerry? Jerry? Now we lost him. <laughs> Jerry! What? What do you think about Dude, if you want me to go faster and you're you're lagging. Please, please. I told you me. I had a call, man. Oh, I didn't know you had a call. I didn't hear it. I said I got a call. Be back in a second. Okay, my bad. So what do you think about Please Please Me? To be honest with you, I am not familiar with this song, so I have really nothing to say about You never heard oh. Please Please Me? Oh, no, this song. Yet, like I oh, yeah, I know, I know that song. I know that song. Yeah, there right. you yeah, go. That's a, good that's a good tune, but like, you know, like I said, dude, I, I kind of feel like I'm lost here because I have not... You know, you know, got a chance to listen to the, the remixes yet, so. Oh, Jerry, what I can do for you, if you want, I found that there were 12 songs that had differences in them. I can give you a list of those 12, and you can hear those, and yeah. it'll be like just one whole album, and you don't have to bother with the rest, <laughs> if you want. And you can send them to me, send them to me. I'll, I'll listen right to them. Eventually, I'm going to buy the CDs, because. You, you can know, listen to the guy that thinks Spooky Tooth with the French guy was great. <laughs> Yes. Listen to both versions. There's three now, actually. There's one that's a clean version on the Please Please Me LP. Well, there's four. There's the mono mix. And, but, I don't know. I, I'm more with Mark on this. I think uh, it was, it just sounds warmer. And we will get more and more in depth. Because I'm a bit of an auto audiophile with this man. But, it, Jerry, in the end, it's a great song about oral sex and not getting it. 
Well, those are, those are usually the best songs. He goes, please, please me, oh yeah, like I please you. So he's right. her, he's licking her out, and he, she, she ain't sucking his dick. He is. admitted, he said that. It's my for chat, man. That's how it works. So man. that's probably why him and Cynthia got a divorce because she wasn't. <laughs> I guess Yoko did more. It's not. Let's not get into that part. She probably went. Whoa! Uh, <laughs> she vibrated his cock. So very few people knew nothing to lose by Kiss was about anal sex. Sure it was. But it was. Hey, but so. just think of Yoko's voice on his cock. Whoa. No, I... Thank you. Let's go to the next song, Mark. We love our women fans. Yeah, yeah. I, I do too, but she she had a harmony on, on his probably cock that fucking was like a vibrator. But uh, from me to you, uh, Charles. No, it's I saw her standing there. Well, this is what I got. Damn. You're wrong. I saw her standing there. It was a twenty? I got, I got the songs on the list. So if you talk about song and I have it down, I can just well, go to the go, song. I saw her standing there. I'll read it. I'll leave this motherfucker here. One of the new tracks added to the original Red album track listing. And ooh boy, Giles Martin nailed it on this one. See, I have Again. it on side E. Well, I don't know what you're talking about. We're no, I sent you the list. I don't care. I went off the album. I went off the list so I could have a track and go back. Find your notes. I'll talk long enough for you to find your notes. I got my notes. Uh, the clarity he brings in the instruments here. The guitars are way more clear. This makes this version rock even harder than any of the original edits. That's for sure for me. We also get a great listen to Paul McCartney's killer bass line, which per him, he admittedly lifted directly from the song Talking About You by Chuck Berry. See, even greats like Paul will get his lift on. As this is going, the mixes are getting better and better to my ears, and I, for one, can only hope that Martin continues to work on the older Beatles material as this sounds way more vibrant and live. The guitars on this edit are a marvel to listen to. Well, Charles, you're going away from this track listing I gave you, so now you're going to fuck up my shit. Well, does Just that fuck. mean you don't have your song titles? No, I do, but I saw her standing there is way down at the bottom. I'm going to send this to Charles again. He needs to go by what I got, or my Why notes are fucked up. Um, 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 say what you have to say I don't about write the song titles the that's the note. problem dude that's what I'm saying you ought to I don't Why need you to if I do track but, one track two if, and I, you like, if you like all the songs dude, then just go down the number of songs and say I, can't, I like dude, dude I, I'm at fucking work doing these notes I don't have time to sit there and write fucking long shit I gotta write track 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 because look, it's easier is this a long look this you don't work! Shit. You don't work! I gotta do this during work time, man! So Charles, I, I just sent you the list in your messenger. Please go by that. Or you're gonna fuck up my shit because my next one is She Loves You is From Me to You. That's, That's what I got. That's what I got too on mine. Yeah, From Me to You. Because you guys, like, Jerry didn't listen. I'm on Wikipedia. I I'm did! Yeah, I don't know why you listen to that because on streaming it would be I saw her standing there, I right? Went, Lee? I went, but I went by the track listings and it I listened to each song. I, I don't know. All I know 
is that I have the song on this list. Remember what I told you that you went by the CD list? I went by the vinyl. Uh, you know what? Bottom, okay, what's the song that we're doing? I went by Spotify. I don't know where she, I don't know where she, I saw her standing there as it's way down my list. Well, that's not correct. I'll, 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 my notes I'll, won't be correct if you don't go by my list, Charles. I just sent it to you again in your messenger. Okay. Wrong, <laughs> but I'll this do. kind of fun. I do from me to you. Even though you picked that fucked up, that's why I told people. Buy the CD. What the heck? I don't know. I Are went you? by what I could get that I could copy and paste. And so I can have notes since it's not listed on Wikipedia yet. So, but my question is, Mark Alden Taylor, did you buy the vinyl? Not yet. I haven't okay, had the money. So how, did, how did you listen to this? I listened to it on streaming, but I just went by my so, track listings. Track listing was... Let, okay, time out. Shh. Lee, when you heard it, did you listen on streaming? Or yes. What? So yes. the next song was I Saw Her Standing There, right? Does I um, Saw Her Standing There have hand claps? I'm sure that, that, that you're correct, but I just want to make sure. Let's make sure. Okay. Here, I'll look myself as well. Um, all right. Um, but I gave you the track list yeah. that we were going to go by, though. So no, I, I, I um, wouldn't do that. I would do it what's proper. But I just, can't do it that way because I... Oh, fuck you me. listen to it that way. So yeah, I listen to it this way as I put the tracks up. Okay. Um, well, you know I, what? I Charles, got, Charles is. I got the list right here, and so far Charles is correct. Thank you. Well, then my notes are fucked up. Okay, I'll go to from me to you, Mark. You're the. Hey, Mark, you go. Hey, Mark, if you want, you can go, and then the rest of us can do this review. Take yeah. care. Oh, later. No. <laughs> Back to the okay. From me to you, because Mark can't just find his notes, and I saw her standing there. Uh, back to the original. Because I have tracks. Bucket. Back to the original track listing on the Red Album. And this is yet a number one Beatles single that I put towards the bottom of the list as far as number one singles go. And for some reason, I'm not, not quite as floored to the sound of this one. Other than we get a better listen to Paul's bass work on this version. The only thing I've ever really liked about the song and Lee would probably appreciate this as a music writer, is that shift between the major and minor chords from the verse to bridge. McCartney noted that this was a big step forward for them. Overall, though, I didn't actually hear enough on this mix to make me think that, oh, I really, really love this song. I mean, it's okay, but I'm not floored by it. Okay, well, I had, what is it, from me to you? Because I let Lee fucking do for Go me. Lee. I, yeah. Um, well, you should have sent me the track list instead of pictures because pictures you listen to it on streaming. But I'm at work. I just go by what I put I on. I work list. too. I work twelve hours a day. So do it's I. It's not like that hard. Yes, you. Um, you have days off. Go well, ahead. Well, that's I'll, I'll first talk about the song itself. And, and say that I I agree that it's an interesting song and and I and I've even played it on the piano, but for this remix, I found that it didn't really do much for me. And I, I find that that if I were to hear the song, I I would probably go to another version before I go to this. Uh, 
Let me see. I'm looking at my Amazon how I listen to it. Yeah, you're right. I saw her standing there. Fuck me. Uh, it's okay. I don't know what we're doing next. Well, I saw her standing there. His hand claps in there, right? Is, is there shit. hand claps? And I saw her standing there. Uh, yes. it okay, then I got I got Jeez. it right. You're right, Charles. I'm just, <laughs> All right. I'm just gonna bring up because I fucked up. Do from me to you. It's no, super I'm, I'm gonna do. I saw her standing here because my notes are hey, calling me this like, way. I, I, I like, saw her standing I'm liking it now. Hey, I'm liking it now. This is becoming a good episode. <laughs> well, the hand claps kicking ass is so clean. Kind of took the rawness. I didn't say about I saw. Kind of took took out the rawness of this song. The older version. The other version. He just did from me to you. I did from me to you. That was from me to you. Charles did. Well, do I yeah. saw her standing there and go back to me to you later? I think he was talking right, about... Right, all right, all right. I, I all don't right. know. I saw her standing there. Mark, just find your notes. You'll have enough my, time. My track listings are off. God damn it. Just listen to what I'm saying. Just <laughs> have time. From me to you, it was weak. I saw her standing there. One of the new tracks added to the Red Album track listing for this collection. And oh, motherfuckers. Giles <laughs> nailed on this one. The clarity he brings to the instruments, the guitars, way more clear. This makes it rock even harder than any of the original edits, that's for sure. And, and once again, I had already said it. I'm sure it's going to stay in there. Paul's bass line, stolen from Chuck Berry's, talking about you. He admitted it. Listen to both versions. You can find talking about you on live at the BBC, too, if you don't believe it. And uh, as, this, as this is going, unlike from me to you, which we're jumping all over the place, this was a I better... I got your track listing now, so we're good. Right. This was a way more like it kind of fucking work by Giles Martin. And uh, I hope he continues to work on the older Beatles material, as this sounds way more vibrant and alive. The guitars on this edit are a marvel to listen to. Well, I agree with you. The hand claps are cool, but the, the, the original version had a little bit more rawness to it. But you could hear the clarity, like you said, of this song. And you hear Paul slapping a bass, which you said was stolen from Chuck Berry. Uh, I hear his bass a little I, bit higher in the mix. Uh, yeah. It's it, it's a cool kick-ass version. I like it. I like the sleep. I, I think the other version is just as good, though. I wouldn't slag any version because it's the fucking Beatles. But I like it. It is a more little clarity. And plus, I played this in my car stereo in my car. Yeah, this version fucking has more oomph to it than the original. Well, that Lee go on fucking... Yeah. I saw her standing there. Yeah. I, I hey, like Jerry, this. Turn off your camera and turn it back on. It'll work. This is this is one of the ones that um, stood out as being um, one of the brighter things that made me think. Okay, now I have some to talk about. So yeah, I, I do dig it. I think this is a good version. Jerry, what do you think about it? Jerry is confused. You don't know what we're doing at this. Lady point. Madonna. Okay, Lady Madonna. <laughs> what do I think about that song? <laughs> um, for me to you, the only thing I remember about this song, I did do like the song. I know it's like for me to you. Oh, okay. And You're on like, my it's track. Like, it's like a minute and a half long. Am I right? I'm fucking confused. Yeah, oh, go minute. ahead. I thought we guys were doing that song. No, anyway, we did. Okay. I saw her standing Jesus there. Jesus, 
freaking Christ. I saw her standing here because I fucked up with my track listings. My bad. I saw her standing there as a fucking one, as a not as a great fucking tune. Um, of course, we all know the beautiful, sexy Tiffany did a cover of that, which is uh, not great, but she crushed Debbie Gibson. Good, Bush. good pop, oh, fuck yeah, and better but, uh, boobs. <laughs> I mean, it's just like a typical Beatles song, man. Catchy as fuck. Great musicianship. I mean, it's a top-notch tune, man. Like I said, I don't, I don't know the difference between the two. Versions I listen to it, but I can imagine it's great because the song itself is great. So I'll leave it at that. Yeah, man. You know, they they said she was just seventeen. You know, know what I mean? Why do rockers write about seventeen-year-old girls? Because I think they're writing about when they were seventeen. They're going back in Paul, time. Paul, Paul was a teenager when he wrote this song, though. To be fair, it wasn't like Gene Simmons, who was thirty, writing about Christine sixteen. What about Ted Nugent too? No. Yeah, and 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 your boy Kip Winger. Well, okay. I, I love that song though. Which one? Seventeen by Kip well, Winger. I mean, Winger. In the majority of yeah. states, that's legally, so you don't have to worry about it. All right. So the is twist. I can like the song no matter what. Is twist and shout next? Yes. Okay, so twist and shout. Charles. All right. This version on the Red album was like one of the first ones. To really stand up and make me take notice. Another new track added to the original compilation. Interesting, we didn't touch on this. Alan Klein put this collection together. Who also did was the manager of the Rolling Stones. And he made a nice compilation called Hot Rocks. Yeah, great one. Stones. Um, so he put this together and then he got fired. And he probably should have been. But... Um, it was another new track added. I don't know who came up with this idea, but we get a double treat of a new track to round out the Beatles' history as this collection captures that and a new remix to this all-time classic Beatle cover of the Isley Brothers track uh, here. The Beatles' version owns the Isleys for me, of by course. the way. I think it owns any version of this song. But for my money on this track, and, the, you know, I don't think the Isleys care. They just like getting those royalties. I don't think they care. I think they're pretty happy the Beatles did this, and they, they said that. Um, but this was the first one where I basically lost my shit over how much better this one sounds after the Giles Martin treatment. He is the best on the planet. It, it remixing, remastering. Check out Goat's Head Soup. Yep. He did a great version of that. Uh, this is one where I think Ringo's drumming has been brought up in the mix a little bit here. And uh, not too much, but just the right amount. Throughout the majority, I would say, of these older Beatles track tracks, the touch that Giles added to bringing and separating the instruments is so good that now I actually realize, I actually realize now this is actually a dual guitar solo between John and in the older versions, that was so easy to discern. Hey, Jerry, turn your no, camera on and off. Just wait for you. It's just going to freeze again, dude. Who cares? We'll get some live versions. But you know what? In the end, 
I think this will be my go-to version of this. My, I'll go next. My go-to version is when Ferris Bueller does it in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Fucking great fucking track. I fucking love this song. It, the, the, the older version is a little muddy and a little bit more sleazier because it has that rawness in the old production, but this fucking sounds great. I'm so used to the old sound because that's what I grew up with, but fuck, you put this in a car and take it off headphones. This shit fucking rocks your fucking ass off, man. Great fucking song. I like the newer version better. Uh, after I listened to it a, a, a couple several times, and in my car, in my car is what likes. Oh yeah, this version is fucking the definitive version of Twisted. Lee, what do you think about it? This is another one that slightly got a little less good. I like the version on rock and roll music better. That's right. That's what I used to like. This this is dull. This is like putting your hands over your ears just slightly in order to dampen the sound. And I and I just didn't care for it that much. Jerry, what do you think about it? I mean, it's another great song, man. It's the fucking the first metal scream I think in in rock and roll history. I think. Um, Surprised Lennon could sing after that song, man. It's fucking amazing vocal. Yeah, don't get into um, that. Charles will tell you an hour story about that. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, no, I'm just saying. It's like, you know, I, I, you know, you guys are all up on remasters and remixes and all that. I prefer originals better for some Oh, reason. you do? I, you like that Kiss every... 30th anniversary version better? What? Like no, I do. I like, my so, fuse. I like some songs on it better. Not the whole album. I told you that. Oh, I'm not 100% sold on everything being remastered and remixed. I like some things to still be pure. And this song, every time I fucking hear it, I just hear the original version. But like I said, I've not heard the new one yet. So I guess I should just save judgment on that, how I feel about this album. But yeah, it's a cool tune. Well, what do you think about, uh, what is it? Well, no, we did from me to you. Yeah, whatever. We all talked about it. We're going to do I she didn't love talk about it. Go ahead. With I said the, it sounds fucking good, Charles. Man, a chip off the old block. Very crisp. And there's an Atmos mix of this. Nice. Uh, yeah, Bob, mm. hey, you and your fucking 4K videos, and you don't think this shit was needed? What the fuck's wrong with you, dude? This fucking shit is needed. There's an Atmos mix, you fucking audiophile piece of shit. I love you, Bob. But let's get to the next track, which she loves you. Uh, All right. Well... As I mentioned a few tracks back, this is definitely one of the songs Martin had no choice but to work with the mono mix. Or at best, he fiddled with a faux stereo version. As this, as well as the single mix of Love Me Do, backed by P.S. I Love You, and the B-side to this track, I'll Get You, are only in mono. There is no true stereo version of She Loves You to be found. It's all, only ever been faked at best. Is that why so, it sounds, it doesn't sound as good as the other versions on this album? Well, we'll see. I See, I, I goddamn, you know, you need to wash your mouth out with soap there, young man. I, I suspect the same program that was used on Now and Then was used on this track. And oh my lord, does this go hard now. Ringo's drums are the highlight of this new mix. And as he is, ladies and gentlemen, the third most important Beatle after Lennon and McCartney. Not George Harrison. That would be Ringo Starr. 
<laughs> anybody to fill George Harrison's shoes. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, you know, and he should shine by God because he's Ringo fucking star. Uh, and he does on this version. This is why I say he should have used. I think he should have. Uh, Giles Giles Martin should have used the better version of "Love Me Do," as he could fix this sound on this song as live and vibrant as it does. I think he could have done it with "Love Me Do" as well. Another one that is my new go-to here here version of this song. I fucking love this fucking edit. I. I kind of disagree with you i think this sounds like the old version but yet but ringo's drums are a little bit better on this but it's not as clean as the first five they did it's a little muddier you know so then we get to you uh you lee yeah um what you just said about it is what i thought about the other songs that i said it to it's just that <laughs> now you're finally hearing it so <laughs> so um i i um it, it's 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 slightly more dull, you know, in 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 the mix. Go back and listen. I'm not. I'm. I, I mean, the, the the song is okay, but um, it makes me like it less. Okay. Like it less. Yeah, um, I'm. I'm starting to like the songs less. I mean, I'm. I'm. I'm hearing these, and they're starting to sound stale. Hmm. Yeah, just go listen to Red Crayola, man. Did you finally hear it? You said it you know? to me a long time ago, dude. I said that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to say it. Jerry, I want to be on that episode. Right. Jerry, what do you think about this, man? I'm going to be a tiebreaker on just she loves you in general. I mean, it's like like Love Me Do, it's a fucking ear, earworm, dude. I mean, it's a great melody. It's one of those tunes that just sticks in your head after you listen to it. Um, it's a good tune. I'll take you guys' word as far as Ringo's drums on like I haven't heard it yet. But great tune, though, nonetheless. All right, man. So then we get to... Uh, so the next one, I want to hold your hand, Charles. Yeah. Yeah. You know, sometimes it sucks to be right. But this is the greatest group of all time. Yeah. Yeah. I know it hurts you, Stone fans, Zepp fans, Sabbath uh, fans. I, 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 sleep, I sleep pretty well at night, brother. Yeah. Whomever the hell fans. <laughs> and this one is near the top as far as my favorite Beatles singles. And while it, you know, there's one or two more I might value a little bit higher personally as far as my love of it. It's by far the most important Beatles single ever as it was their first number one in the States. That's what launched them. And once you make it in the States, per Paul McCartney, you've made it everywhere, darling. Martin outdid himself in this version yet again. The drums are slamming. We get, we get a great listen to Paul McCartney's bass work. And I really love his use of power chords on his Hoffner on the bridge uh, with, with the bass. You don't hear that a lot with bass, a little bit here and there, but he did it expertly. But the real standout is the most underrated rhythm guitarist ever in John Lennon and his killer guitar work that has always been the driving force of this song. The most important single... The most important single in Beatles history. Absolutely fantastic mix done on this great all-time classic. Jerry, what do you think of I Want to Hold Your Hand? Uh, I, when I hear this song, I think about the stories I hear about uh, certain smells coming from the 
from the audience uh, <laughs> that they that the Beatles did on women. Um, you know, the stories I heard about. You know, you know what I'm talking about. Um, wet panties yes. and all that shit. Yes. So. Yes. Um, I can see that in this song. It's got that back in the '60s. This is love song, but also I can see it being a really sexy tune. In that, in that, as far as that, you know, in that time period. So, what a great fucking! I would have loved to have seen Beatles in concert. Don't get me wrong; I'm not the hugest fan, but if fuck, you just experience them. that. That's true. Good point. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, what an experience that must be. I mean, holy shit! I mean, I'd be like, I'd be like 80 now, but who knows? It might have been worth it. I don't know, but. Yeah, anyway, you know, that's how I feel. That's what I, when I hear that song, that's why I think about it. Well, if Paul McCartney ever comes to your town, you need to see him live. He's amazing, even with the straining voice. But uh, I want to hold your hand, Lee. Yeah, um, even though it's not my very favorite Beatles song, I will say I do like how it's done here. And, and it's one of the tracks that stand out as being pretty cool. So, yeah, this... This one is is good. All right, I'm just gonna say drums and bass are awesome. Gives the song more beef. Giles Martin is kicking ass, and Rolling Stones nerds, this song kills them by itself. I'm just going fucking. I don't know how. I'm overrate. I'm like overvoted on that new Rolling Stones album. I don't know how you Rolling Stones nerds love that album. That's just me. Hey, I liked it. I liked it. You didn't like half of it. I liked more of it than you and Jerry. Yeah, but you still... Oh, my God, I liked about half of it. But that's no, not a complete you... album, man. The Lady Gaga song was the best song on the, the album. Yeah, no, we agreed, agreed on that. that. No, I like the one with Paul McCartney. Yeah, of course you do. Did yeah. Ringo play on that album at all? No, no, and that's, that's disappointing. He was supposed to. All right, so we get to this boy, right? Yes, we do. Go for it. Uh, a new add-on track to the original Red album. Uh, normal fucking shit. And uh, <laughs> it was a little bit more understated mix by Giles on this one, I think. Which I think suits the song better than making it like too loud. Uh, a slightly warmer mix again. And this was the B-side, Don't Want to Hold Your Hand. And as far as the new mix go, we can hear a lot of the instruments clear. But so far, most of the tracks have been, and it does enrich the vocals of John, Paul, and George. See, even even I am a fan of harmonies. Well, I'm a fan of the greatest harmony group ever. I've always this said that. They, they, um, they got me into harmonies, man. Them and, the Everly, them and the Everly Brothers. Lennon's wailing in the middle section. I mean, it's just mm, good. Great addition to this collection. Of uh, Lee, what do you think about this boy? Uh, I I didn't think the mix was that great. Plus, I'm not really a big fan of the song. When this song comes on, I think, oh, yeah, it's kind of an interesting song because they're trying to introduce Ringo and it's part of the movie and it's cute. Next! Like uh, that. All right. Then I... I the acoustic is awesome, sounds so good, and the vocals are amazingly clear and harmonious. I fucking love the harmonies on this. I love the acoustic guitar that's brought up a little bit higher than the original mix. Jerry, what do you think about it? I don't know the song, so I have nothing to say about it. All right, so then we get to the next song, oh. which is All My Loving, oh. right, Charles? 
Yep. I definitely dig the fact that on this collection, Giles Martin knew when to crank the volume and on what song. And I mean, what is not to love about this song? First song played on Ed Sullivan, live. George's solo is rockabilly greatness. There you go, Jerry Soupy. Macca's walking bass line is superb. Superb. But man, tell me, again, John Lennon and his use of triplets on that guitar will make metal players blush. The marvel of what he is playing is, and by the way, Jerry, I know you know this, it's not downstrokes. He's, he's playing up and down at a rapid, rapid pace. It's incredible. And with this new mix, you can hear that outstanding playing in its newfound glory. Great album track from With the Beatles. That is a typical live staple from Paul McCartney this very day. Love it, and I thought it was a great new mix again. All right, before we get to all my loving, I fucked up. Jerry picked Twist and Shout. So here's Twist and Shout on the Freeform Rock Podcast. You know, I'm drunk. It happens. <laughs>
All right, so uh, Jerry, we're on All My Loving, man. Yeah, I, I was going to ask Charles. This, this is one of the songs that they did on the Ed Sullivan show, and I guess that it was. I thought, I yeah. thought it was. Um, it's a really good tune, man. And I, you mentioned the, the George Harrison solo on it. I do remember that. I'm not 100% certain on what you mean about what he's, Lennon's doing on the up and down as far as the chord playing or the yeah. lead. Aren't we doing Twist and Shout? No, no we, already, a... we already talked about Twist and Shout. We're on All oh, My Loving. Oh, I forgot no, to play no. Twist and Shout. My bad. Oh. Okay, we won't talk shout. But anyway, oh. it's a good it's a good fucking team, dude. Oh, no, Jerry, it's he's playing triplet playing. I guess that. Which is that. No, rap shit. But he's playing it up and down with his wrist. He's not just playing downstrokes. It is like the hardest thing I know from trying to learn it. Okay. God damn, it's brutal. Okay. It's okay. fucking brutal. Now, now, this might be blasphemy. Basically, stuff wasn't played live on some of those shows, correct? No, they were. They were. They couldn't hear that's, themselves. That Ed Sullivan? Because yes. I watched the Ed Sullivan performance. I don't see that in the Lennon's play. Maybe I need to watch it again. I don't know. Yeah. But I'm not, I'm not going to deny it because you're the expert, but uh, I, I know what you're talking about. Um, My God, but the triplets are hard to play to begin with. They are. They are. You got fat fingers like me, it's even fucking harder to do. But then up and down, not just straight down strokes, it's like, oh my God, your wrist is fucking in. You got to be a great masturbator to pull that off. You guys are pretty Lee asleep. I'm pretty good at that, but I still can't. No, I'm just um, tall, so I sometimes, after I sit up so much, I, I find that. It's uncomfortable, so I have to do stuff to. Yeah, that's why I look fat. In some of these, I can sit up straight and not look fat, but then I sit back and look. I fat. would just lay down and take the camera off of me, and that way, when you talk, I can just listen to you, and you don't have to see me. No, but we need to. Now, see I wish. Right, Jerry my, 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 well, then, what's my, talk my questions, my questions for the song were answered about that. So cool, cool tune. All my lovingly. Yeah, um, it's a song that I really like, but for some reason, this mix I don't like. I think that it kind of was a little bit pushed down, like like it kind of made the song not as good. So, when I if I do want to hear this song, I'm not going to go to this mix. Oh, I disagree with you totally. Bobbing my head like Ringo on this one. Imagine if the Beatles had the technology we have today to record. Think all the other bands would say, give the fuck up, because it's the fucking rule. This fucking song rules. I like this newer version. It's my go-to yeah. version now, man. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. Just imagine if they had that technology back then. It's like all these bands that go, why should we even try? <laughs> okay. All right. The next track is Roll Over Beethoven. Yep. Another add-on to this collection. Um, I mean, dude, if we're going to pick a George Harrison song... Why would we go with this rather bland cover? Which happens to be one of my least favorite tracks on With the Beatles. And I would have went with Don't Bother Me. The very first George Harrison song he wrote for the Beatles. I would have went with that song instead. And it would have seemed more fitting to me. Uh, let's give my least favorite Beatles some love and put one of his original songs on here. Jerry, what do you think about Rollover Beethoven? I have a phone call. So, oh, you um, done? Um, Go ahead. So, so give me a moment. I have a phone call. Okay. Hit mute, Hit mute Lee. Mm. Hello? 
One go moment, one minute. Go, just go out of the camera. Mute your... Hello? Mute yeah? Your, mute your thing. Jerry, left yeah. you. Uh, Lee, mute your speaker. <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I mean, um, I'm, I'm, I'm doing an episode right now. You're not, you're, you're not bothering me. But by the time you come, hopefully we'll mute? be over. Can you mute? Can you hit the speaker? Okay. Okay. It's not. It's not an episode that I want to be on, and then they're going to take way too long. But, but we're going to. We're trying to go faster. You're making it slower. God damn. Okay. Okay. Take care. Okay. Bye. Lee, you could have muted the Skype. So what do you think about rolling with uh, me, Lee? Well, fucking hurry up, man. Jerry's going to get pissed. I can't. Huh? He's on a phone call. Well, okay, go ahead. Oh, He's on a um, phone call and he said, I'd rather be on a fucking Vanilla Ice episode than this. Um, the greatest band of all time, Lee Gerstmann. Yeah. Watch your mouth out with soap and go beat yourself up. Um... <laughs> The song pull over Beethoven. Yeah, yeah I am it. Like, I know what's done yet. You fuck. Hurry up. Let, let him finish. finish. All right. Um, all right. Um, I. Oh my god. I, I, go on. Go on. <laughs> go on, Charles. I, I didn't even finish. It sucks. I I would have not picked this song. I hate this song by George Harrison with the Beatles. I like the Chuck Berry version better. They should have, and we'll get to the next songs later, but God damn it, Lee, hit mute on the mic. <laughs> You're on Sorry. your laptop, for God's sake. Lee, what do you think about it? I put money on it. He fucking loved this version. <laughs> what do you think? Um, I like the song, and I like the rock and roll music version, but I don't really care for this one. So I halfway agree with you on that. I don't agree that I don't like the song. I like the song, but on this, I prefer not to hear it. Not this version, though. Yeah, I, I, not this version. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I agree with you that this version makes me not want to hear it. I agree yeah. with both of you, man. I want to hear a Beatles original, not a fucking cover. But Twisted Shout was awesome. That was a great pick, Jerry. That was so, okay. Who, Jerry, what do you think about it? Lee, still love you. I never heard the Beatles version of this, so I really had nothing oh, to say about it. You did You saw Superman 3. But, <laughs> but well, let, me, let me backtrack for a minute. I lied when I said I'd never heard this. Boy, of course I heard that fucking song, and I love that song. So I uh, backtrack and say on this boy, I do love that song. But I'm serious. I don't think I've ever heard them do this version of the song. Did you see so, Superman 3? Did yeah. you see Superman 3? Lana. Lana and Clark were dancing at the reunion. Richard, Richard, oh, really? Richard Pryor, man. The supercomputer. Well, three and four were the lamest two Superman. So. I, I agree. Like, I like three. Yeah, I agree with you, but three is pretty cheesy goodness, and four is really cheesy, and I like it. Four is <laughs> awful. Four is, like, horrible. And you yeah, can see the string bad. pulling Superman Christopher Reeve up. They didn't brush it out. It's awesome. It sucked. It was bad. Evil but yeah, I never... I've never heard that version, so that I, I, that, I, that I have not heard. So. I agree with Jerry, though. I think Superman 2 was the best Superman. Oh, absolutely. Movie. I like absolutely. the Donner cut better. But, uh, yeah, not great. Whatever. Charles, what do you think about uh, You Really Got a Hold on Me? Oh, I'll, okay, cool. You Did you like Roll Over Beethoven, Mark? You I didn't said really I didn't care for it. Hey, good call. Uh, you Really Got a Hold on Me. Another ad on track. And by the way, this is how you do a cover. 
there, the late George Harrison. That's how you do one right here. Wait a minute. I forgot Lennon was the man. I, I almost forgot there for a minute. He was the man. I absolutely love this song. I kind of would have chose, please, uh, Mr. Postman, though, if I was going to do a cover from this one. Um, but I absolutely love this song, and the Beatles version is fantastic of the Smokey Robinson track. And before the Harrison Brigade bombards me, because, yeah, I don't love him as much as some of you, I think it was cool, as it's George on harmony vocal throughout the majority, and not Paul. So there. Mm. Uh, this is another one where the drums were brought alive. And man, does it drive home how absolutely underrated Ringo motherfucking star is, as far as drummers go. Jerry. This sound, go I was go not go. done, but thank you. This sounds, again, fantastic. Great new mix of this. A superior cover from the superior Beatle. John Winston Ono Lennon. Oh no, Jerry, you know, let's let Lee fall asleep. That's funny shit. Yeah, this song I never really cared for from the Beatles. This is the first song I never, out of the first ten, I never really cared of. I know the song well. I mean, this never did anything for me. So I know it's a, it's a cover of Smokey Robinson, you said? Yeah. You really got um, a hold on me. I don't know that song either. What the fuck? Um, so... But I do, I do know the Beatles version. I'm not huge on it, so uh, I know y'all love Richard Starkey now. He's the best thing since sliced bread. But George still rules. All right, it's good on this track. <laughs> so I'm going to let Lee go last on this, man. I said the harmony is much better on the remix, Giles. You made your dad proud, man. Listen to John Clear and the background vocals and Paul's bass. Why isn't he one of the top bassists of all time? I have no fucking idea. He is to me. He is to me. Maybe because they couldn't hear it on the original recordings and Giles brought that bass up to snuff. I like it. What do you think about it, Lee? Uh, it's not that great. And and, and this, this doesn't do anything for me, this version. It, it sounds a little bit bland. If I did prefer to hear it, <laughs> I would hear it on uh, on any other version. This one I'm, I'm not really caring for. Well, he was a fan of the Shags, folks. Yeah. <laughs> can't buy me love. Go for it. I was not. I know. I'm just teasing. I, uh, mm. You were more than me and Charles. Now, no. Yes, you were. Yes, you were. You like two no, songs. I, I, I like none. I like no. none. I, I just thought it was annoying because I, I was hoping that that I that would would would, would, um, would be playing around with me in the humor department and instead made me out to look like the fool. I couldn't help it. It was that bad. Uh, I can't find me. Luck. I understand that. Now, what I challenge people to do because I did go listen to the mono mix. Go listen to the original stereo mix. And then listen to this. This is one of the more deceptive remixes as far as the impact of it. It's, But it's really a huge improvement. The standout instrument is the acoustic guitar that Lennon played. I swear it's a coincidence. I'm not just standing up for John Lennon. I'm telling you, if you listen hard, Listen to that acoustic guitar he's playing. It's fucking way clearer on this. 
And uh, overall, I think the balance of the instruments across the board is better than the original edits. Not as an overwhelming improvement sound-wise, like Twist and Shout or some of the other earlier ones, but if you listen intently, you'll hear it. Just another classic Beatles songs. Uh, you know, for those that don't get greatness, just don't check into this. Check into some, like, Firehouse remix, greatest <laughs> hits or something. Don't Firehouse remix. Remix. Yeah. Bye bye me. baby bye bye. I said in the list. That's all I, I can say. I can say just, you got to listen maybe three or four times, and then you'll get how good this version is. I bet Lee would like Firehouse. I don't know. No, not really. Oh, okay. Well, can't buy me love. So who hasn't went on this, Jerry? Have you went? On yeah, this? I mean, Go. great movie. True. Um, yeah, I love that movie. Again, another fucking classic Beatles earworm, man. I love this song. I mean, um, love George's well, solo, by the way, Jerry. The more, the more I, I'm looking over these songs, and maybe I should be a big old Beatles fan than I am right now, because I'm just looking at this list and like, damn, um, pretty impressive shit. And this song's no exception. It's a great tune, dude. So, uh, good tune. That's all I got to say about it. Patrick Dempsey ruled until he went on that fucking television series. So's that blonde chick. So's that blonde chick, but she passed away. The oh, girl. blonde chick in Can't Find Me Love? Yeah. She was hot. She was, she was a cutie patootie. Yeah. Oh, wasn't that Grey's Anatomy or some shit? Yeah, like Grey's that? Anatomy sucked. Yeah. Fuck yeah. that shit. Yeah, that's totally. Yeah, Patrick Dempsey ruined his career going to there. And he quit, so. Actually, I think he made a lot of money on it. I wouldn't he, call that a... He uh, did, but Loverboy. <laughs> remember Loverboy and Christy Alley with him on there? That's pretty cool. Was that Iona Sky? I Iona Sky was in that fucking with John John uh, Cusack. Oh. Uh, fucking with uh, In Your Eyes with fucking Peter Gabriel. Oh, all right. Yeah. yeah. All right. I can't remember the name of the movie right now because I'm fucked up. This can't Buy Me Love, Mark. Can't Buy Me Love. Bass, drums, and acoustic guitars are so clean, I'm getting a huge erection. Ripped a huge hole in my pants. This fucking song rules remix version. I get, I get kicked out and I get back on. All the hair you have a hole in your pants. What the fuck did I just miss? <laughs> All right. He, then we he get was whacking bud to this one in the uh, Prius. Yeah. What do you got? Prius. I got a Corolla. Um, then we get to uh, You Can't Do That, which <laughs> Lee was kind of pissed I picked. No, Lee didn't do Can't Buy oh, Me Love. Oh, Can't Buy Me Love. Go ahead, Lee. It's it's not that great. Um, it's it's not a song that I like much. It's 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 mediocre, and and I also don't like the mix much. It's one of the ones that are a little dull. Oh boy, gotta go back and listen again. You ain't drank enough vodka or something. No, I no, I've been listening to that. Oh. Listen to it. All right. Well, let's I'll let's get to the next track. That. Uh, let's get to the next track, which I picked. You can't do that. Which Lee was kind of pissed I picked. So here it is on a Freeform Rock Podcast. I got something to say that might cause you pain. If I catch you talking to that boy again, I'm gonna let you down and leave you Let you down. Let you down. 
can't do that i picked this track man this the remix is perfection to my ears my god listen to that bass and the drums on this fucking song it's so fucking amazing <coughs> you can't do that that fucking riff it, it's just fucking a killer fucking track i fucking love it so charles you had to go second on this one man because i picked it that's fine i don't know how i get it out of okay there we go um, a new addition to the Red Album. It was not on the original version. Off of my favorite, by far. I classify the early Beatles albums up to Beatles for Sale. And Hard Day's Night is easily my favorite of those early Beatles albums. Also the only one with all Lennon and McCartney songs. No George Harrison song to be found. Cherry Soupy. Uh, and definitely... Their best original film. Now this is one I don't I don't hear any subtle difference. This is just an absolute kick you in the nuts rocker. That is great. Oh my god, it's greatly improved by the work of Giles. And the and the work he did on this track. I said it before. That work he did to actually getting some separation of those instruments really brings the song alive this is in fact this is it, this in fact pretty much sounds like to me like a live version it's so well done one of lennon's time to take on that it's one of the few times lennon played the guitar solo he only did it a few times ever and this solo is so him raw and fury and fire the whole band is absolutely fantastic on the track and it's one of the highlight mixes thus far. Great pick, Mark Alden Taylor. God bless you. <laughs> so I let you guys go last, man. I, I went last on all. I let you guys pick your songs. I took the last one. Lee, what do you think about it? I was going to pick this. 
and then I noticed that you picked it, which meant that I had to think of another one that I liked, and I was able to find one. But anyway, um, this works really well. Um, it's 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 better, um, and it stands out among this as being better than most of the other remixes on here. So for me, this one did stand out in a good way. Great, great analysis, Lee Gersman. That's why you're my favorite podcaster on the planet. And that's why you and that's why you give me um, these long episodes what that did, I don't want to do. Did, did, did I just <laughs> say the same exact thing that Lee said? And I got yeah, no credit. He just doesn't you want me get to get off the screen. I give up. Damn. But you never get credit, Mark Alton I Taylor. never give fucking credit. I'll, I'll think of that. I, I am like the person of this podcast. I am the Al Bundy of this fucking podcast. Don't I got it. I am Al Bundy. I don't, don't get it. I'm Al More Bundy. More like Rodney Dangerfield. No respect. I'm, I'm Rodney Dangerfield and Al Bundy. Jerry, what do you think of this song? I'm thinking more like Tattoo from Fantasy Island. Oh, God. The Blade. The Blade. Uh, this song was one, of my, was one of my dad's favorite songs, so it's kind of sentimental to me. Rest in peace, Dad. Miss you. Love you. Happy Veterans Day to you. Um, like I said, I haven't heard the remix, so I don't, I don't know the difference, but I do like the song, so that's all I have to say about it. Yeah, I think oh, you're becoming a Beatles oh, fan on this episode right now. In mad deference to Jerry Soupy. I guess we could ask Lee, because, well, it could be a mega episode, but I love CCR. My dad and my mom both did, so someday maybe we could do a CCR episode. I wouldn't mind that. Oh, dude, CCR rules. I love John Fogarty, man. Hey, like, uh, Lee, you like CCR? I, yes, I do. The, uh, why didn't you ever want to do Pendulum with me? Uh... I'm sorry. I, I didn't say that. In fact, I, 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 that's one of their albums that I haven't heard. Really? I have that on vinyl. All right, let's get to the next track, let's Hard Day's track, Night, Charles. Right? Hard Day's Night. Man, oh, man. The bongos. <laughs> let's, listen to Ringo go to town, dude. I mean, Jerry, you're a fan of the track Almost Human, right? Of course I am. Yeah. Well, Ringo could show whoever played the bongos on that track something. And Cowbell Alert. Mark <laughs> Alden Taylor and I love me some Cowbell. But, and who the hell can't get enough of Cowbell? The only problem is, though, it wasn't Ringo on the bongos. Uh, it was Norman Smith, uh, the engineer. <laughs> nope, it was Norman Smith, the engineer who produced... Uh, one of my favorite Pink Floyd's albums uh, with uh, Sid Barrett. God damn it, Lee. Uh, Jerry, get me right on that one. Yeah. Scared by Clouds? No. no. I like that album better. The Sid Barrett original. Um, First album, Pink Floyd. Yeah, oh, I fucking, uh, the Gates of Dawn. Uh, Gates yeah, of Dawn. Gates yes, of that's who you I don't love that album. Love that well, album. Well, we're going we're gonna to look into helping you there, Lee. But uh, great percussion work, though, on this. And it was brought alive by this new mix. I never really heard the bongos that hard before, like I did on this one. You know, just one of those 21 number one singles. 
from the greatest band that's ever walked God's green earth. And uh, Giles did a fantastic job again on this mix. Let's turn it over to Mark Alden Taylor. No, you want me. Holy shit, Batman. The beginning bumped hard because I put this in my car stereo after I listened to it on the headphones at work. God, it's fucking so good. Sounds like it. This was recorded today, and the cowbell is clear as fuck. Fuck yeah, we that's love that cowbell, man. That's Ringo. That's Ringo. Ringo. Fucking, I'm doing my Ringo head bob, man. Fucking love this fucking remix, Jerry. If Bruce Dickinson wants more cowbell, we're gonna give him more cowbell. <laughs> that's it. Uh, Great, and I mean, I don't hold the remix, but it's a fucking other great tune, dude. I mean, like I said, I'm looking through this list, and I'm just fucking kind of in awe that I'm not a huge Beatles fan. So, uh, interesting. See, I don't read the Beatles Bible, but I know that Ringo came in with it. They said, "What did you do?" Ringo said, "I had a hard day's night." And he said, "That's a song." <laughs> they did, and there's another one coming up soon. He came up with. Uh, Call them malapropisms that Ringo would come up with. So, what do you think? Lee, what do you think about Hard Day's Night? Go ahead and shit all over it. <laughs> no, no, this is one of the ones that I liked. It got rained a little bit, and yeah, two in a row that I like. So, at least they're improving by putting two in a row that I like. Yeah, yeah. Do so you yeah. play the piano, Lee? Huh? You play I, this one on the piano? I tried. Um, it's, it's, um, it's Sounds not good. extremely easy to do, but uh-huh. but 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 I, I I didn't try to do the solo. I just did the basic song. It's tough. Yeah. All right. Then we, then we get to and I love her, Charles. Ringo Starr on congas. George Harrison on claves. I'm gonna go take a piss. That I'm little, go that little tink 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 sound. Uh, what a great touch to this tender ballad that is, of course, all Paul McCartney. Uh, Ringo, he could show... Oh, man, I, I hit the wrong note there. It's okay. This episode's been goofy. Uh, the iconic riff was played on a classical guitar that Paul credited George with coming up with. Didn't give him a songwriting credit, though. That was kind of lame. Um the richness of this new mix, as to me, in my ears, and the grand majority of the work in this collection, really does bring a, a new feeling to listening to this all-time great classic. I'm actually only mildly impressed, though, in the end with this mix, but it's far from crappy, and I don't, I don't really think Giles Martin does crappy work, but it, it wasn't that overwhelming from the original. Let's get the Lee. Oh, which one was that again? Lover. Um. The um. Oh, oh, yeah. Um, it it wasn't really one that I um saw stand out. I I, I thought it was kind of like eh, next. Yeah, it was it was kind of an underwhelming remix. I it was okay. It wasn't that great. Yeah. And I love her, Mark. And I love her. Oh, I came back in time? Damn. Yeah. Uh, I think it sounds really cool. You could seriously hear more emotion in Paul's voice. And my hearing things. I think it sounds great. I like it. And Jerry in general. And I love her. 
just a beautiful tune. I love it. Um, fucking, the, the Beatles can write the, you know, can, they can write any type of tune. That's when you know you're in a really good band. So hot, uh, props to them for this one. I think it's a great tune. Um, I will be looking forward to this one on the, the remix. Listen to it in the future. So Lee. Everybody's done. Yeah. Okay, so we get to eight days a week, right? Yeah. Interestingly, being this was an attempt to improve upon the original, and we get this, I think it's weird this was the only track from Beatles for sale on the whole collection. I think that's kind of strange. I wonder why they made that choice. We we got rollover Beethoven. They could have cut that out. They could have put Babies in Black. Or, oh, that song rules. Um, oh, by by far. Oh, or God, that song rules. Or I'm a loser. Or oh. I don't want a party. Or look what you're doing. Something. You picked way better tracks than I, than I would have thought of, dude. That's an awesome, amazing track. This has always been one of my lesser favorite Beatles hits as well. Even though I will say it's really fun to play on the guitar, it would probably be the greatest Huey Lewis song if you wrote it. I love Huey Lewis. <laughs> but I digress. I would have loved to hear a new mix of, like I said earlier, Babies in Black or I'm a Loser or something else. You're probably uh, doing those albums right now, dude. But I hope. I will say this. It is a, another great remix by Giles. Ringo drumming is again probably the most represented with how clear you can hear his cymbal work great drumming and thanks to Giles to bring that to the forefront great new mix of a rather pedestrian number one single from greatest number greatest band of all time I'll go next I'll go I'll go ahead what is that fucking best least fan turn that fan off <laughs> no. It's 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 not. I, I was I was doing this. Oh, okay. well, I'll go next. I said, man, Giles, you're the man. You said Ringo's drumming was brought up in this fucking song. Yes, yeah. it was. But who is fucking helping that fucking drum line, drum fucking shit? It's Paul. Listen to that bass going Ringo's drumming on that. Fucking Paul is fucking underrated as fuck. Not between me and you, Charles, but. Yeah. Without fucking Paul's great bass lines, Ringo's drumming went into sound and it's great. I love this song. I love the harmonies. Eight days a week. I love you. Alapropism. He came up with that thing. Eight days a week. Fucking. When it's a great song title. It's a great fucking song. I've always loved this fucking song. The harmonies are on top. But like you said, Ringo's drumming is brought up to the forefront. Without Paul's bass, it wouldn't have been as good. So I give them both props for this song. I fucking love it. So who's next on this one? Jerry? Lee. Lee. Uh, you go Lee. Uh, eight days a week. Yeah. Um, same thing that I said about the other one. It's not that great of a song, and it's not that great of a mix. I could hear the difference, and the difference was less good. Uh, <laughs> so then we get to... Uh, and I, I think eight days a week. Jerry, Jerry, Jerry. Oh, Jerry. Go ahead. I actually really like this song, man. I'm surprised. I actually like this song and you guys don't. I mean... I, I like... What are you talking about? I some great like fucking... It. Yeah, I, I like it. I mean, well, you didn't listen to me because I said the song ruled. 
Thank you. I'm actually Team Lee, other than I think the mix sounded better, but I'm Team Lee. It's a kind of pedestrian song. Next, of course you didn't listen to me then. This next fucking song is absolute fucking beast. I feel fine, (laughs) uh, Charles. Yeah. Per Lennon, the first recorded use of feedback on a recording. Completely on accident, hitting the open A chord of Gibson Electroacoustic and sending it near the amp. And voila, we get Jimi Hendrix and Sid Barrett. Uh, standalone single from the Beatles for Sale era. Again, why didn't... I don't know if we needed so many of the Hard Day's Nights add-ons. Throw another Beatles for Sale. It is a great fucking album, though, Hard Day's Night. I put rock and roll music. It's better than I saw I uh, roll over Beethoven. I agree with you on that. Um, Babies in Black would have been perfect, though. Yeah, I think one of the better fixes here is bringing up the three harmony, three-part harmonies, even more in this version. More Ringo greatness again on this mix. Another mix that didn't actually, but in the end, it didn't really knock my socks off. But it does have a few little improvements. But I wouldn't say it's so much better than the original versions I heard. Uh, Lee. Of what song is this, I Feel Fine? I Feel Fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it it didn't really um, knock my socks off. Um, it, it sort of made me want to not put on my shoes. I, I didn't really... Uh, it's, 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 it's an okay song, but... Um, um, it's it's not as good as um, the mother people think it is, and um, and, and and the mix um, didn't really do anything for me. <laughs> All right, so then uh, it's my turn now. Yeah, I Go feel ahead. fine, man. The beginning of this song shook my car as I did listen to this on headphones and my car stereo. That bass shit, man. Did Stuart Copeland learn how to play those cymbals from fucking Ringo? I love fucking how Giles brought up fucking Ringo's drumming on this fucking whole remix in 2023. The cymbals are fucking crisp and clear. Sounds like Walking on the Moon by fucking the police. I think Stuart fucking learned how to play cymbals from Ringo. Yes, I bring up cymbals. Because I love the greatest drummer of all time, Neil Peart. Uh, Don't say Pert. (laughs) Jerry. All right, man. So then we get to the next track, right? Okay. What do I feel about it? Oh, go ahead, Jerry. Well, I mean, I, well, I, I'm I trying to rush it, it for you, so sorry. I, 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 I kind of gave it away by you know the last song. I don't know. This song doesn't even need a remaster. This song is fucking great the way it is, man. It's a fucking great song. I love it. One of my favorites by them. Gotta hear it though. I will. Yeah. Next one, Mark. So now take, take it, it to ride. ride. Well, we're into the help with an exclamation point LP now in the collection. And we get treated to what John Lennon said was the first metal song. I don't hold it against him. He also lost his shit over Yoko Ono. Obviously need a new glass uh, prescription there. Uh, I don't really hear metal in this at all. It will always remain a mystery to me. But what I do hear... Is more pronounced guitars. And maybe John was talking about his rhythm playing behind George's chiming work. 
And we even hear John Lennon fiddling with a volume pedal, which was more than more than likely George's, as they uh, always seem to trade off with toys and this and that. And George was more of a toy type of guy than John. Uh, McCartney alert, though, here on the guitar solo, the best guitarist in the Beatles, by the far, by far, Paul McCartney. Definitely a bit of a more guitar feel to this overall. I really enjoy this mix Giles put on this, and it's one of their better number one singles. All right, Jerry, what do you think of Ticket to Ride? Yeah, this was never one of my favorite songs by then, but I do like it. I do hear kind of the metal vibe, I guess, Paul's talking about, I guess, maybe. John. Well, John. John, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Excuse me. Uh, but, uh... Yeah, I mean it's a good tune. Like I said, I I hope the uh, you know the, the 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 new mixes are you know improve the song because eh, it's so so song for me. Oh, I'll go to Ticket to Ride and let go Lee go last. Uh, the vocals are clear. The whole remix and Paul and Ringo are fucking killer. I love this fucking song. It has a fucking groove. I like. She's got a ticket to ride. She's got a ticket to ride, and she don't care. That fucking, like, birds... Well, I think the birds copy the Beatles on this fucking song. This well, sounds like the birds, man. They uh, copied their whole career off of George Harrison's 12-string guitar work, and Jerry left. Didn't it? Being, oh, listen, being, I'm here. I can still hear it. George Nut Swinger he is, but... Uh, well, why do you think Tom Petty copied the birds a lot? Because he was a huge Beatles fan. <laughs> There you go, man. You chilled with George. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. yeah um, great song, Goalie. Yeah. Um, I don't really like the way they do it. I used to play it, and I liked playing it. I do a good version. But this mix doesn't do anything for me. It's it's dull. You know who did a great version of this? The Carpenters. Oh. Okay. Lee knows, because we reviewed that. Uh, let's go to the Thank next you for one. mentioning it. Yeah, I, I will. Threw up in my mouth, but go ahead. Yesterday. Oh, well, yesterday is only the most covered song of all time. And considered by MTV and our great friends at Rolling Stone Magazine, the greatest song of all time. Hey, they got that right, almost. Would it have been if it... Stayed the original title, Scrambled Eggs. <laughs> I'm not sure. I, I do think it's a great song and one of those that is a bit overplayed. But one thing that is great about this new mix, and I would hope that Lee noticed this, for Christ's sakes, is the string work is even more pronounced and way more clear, which is also brought up to a great balance on this version. It's a cool song, and what the hell, it's a great new edit. Well, but I don't need to hear Yesterday ever again, no. But it was a great edit. I disagree with you. This is a fucking classic song, and I could listen to it all, all the time. But I'm probably not going to get listened to because I'm in the Ronnie Dangerfield and Al Bundy of this podcast. But I agree you. with you on those strings, man. The strings are higher in the mix. And if like it's such a beautiful song, and the acoustics are so much crisper than the original version of Yesterday, 
I fucking love this song. It's beautiful. I could never not skip this song. If it comes on shuffle on my iPhone, I, I let it play. I let it play, man. It's a fucking never. beautiful song. Paul's voice has always been beautiful on it. Jerry, what I do you do. think about it? Okay, time for a very unpopular opinion. Oh, yeah. Um, I never liked this song, man. I thought it was boring and kind of very dull. Uh, I don't feel the emotion you're seeing in Paul's voice. I think he's got much better vocals. Um, I think it probably would have been better for the scrambled eggs. So, uh, now, is there, I didn't, I didn't hear you. Is there a subtle difference in the remixes you guys Oh, heard? a little more than subtle. Oh, a lot more subtle. Those strings and the acoustic yeah. guitars. Just... But, uh, it just yeah. brings it home. This is just one song I never really liked by them. So, uh, you know, before I get kicked off the show, that's all I'll say about that. Oh, uh, you like Night Demon. You're still here. <laughs> well, obviously, 100 people like it now. I like oh, Night Demon. did it get to 100 yet? You said 99. I said 99, right? yeah. All right. Night Demon, too. Yeah, so there you go. Yeah. Hey, uh, Lee, what do you think of yesterday? Why? Why do you hate it? Yeah, I. The reason is well, it, 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 it. They boosted up boring level. I'll tell you that. <laughs> and um, they um, it, it, it's, 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 it, it, it's a song that that you have to hear. Like just like when you go to school and you do the Pledge of Allegiance, you do it because they make you do it. And when you hear the Beatles, someone's always going to play this song, and you have to hear it, but. It's not one that I love. It's one that everyone else around me in my life had loved and told me about it. And so I respected their opinion, but I, I never really loved it. Have that you much. ever read the lyrics? It doesn't matter. I'm it does about matter. Read the, the, the lyrics. You might have, read the lyrics. Actually, you might have a better appreciation used, for the song. No, I, I used to actually read doesn't. Lyrics. I'm with Lee on that one, Mark. Because John Lennon called McCartney out on that. It doesn't resolve itself. Doesn't mean John's right. Why wouldn't it? He's the best Beatle. Yeah, well, Paul's my favorite Beatle. Well, George is my favorite Beatle. So... <laughs> and Lee likes Stu Sutcliffe. Okay, on to the next song. We, uh, you help. got to hide your love away. <laughs> or no, help. 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 Yeah. Title track. Hey, I was right on that one. Yep, we get the title track off the Help LP, and I guess Alan Klein really loved Help and didn't really like Beatles for Sale. Uh, we're back to a way more vibrant mix. That's probably the big, biggest thing I'd notice. And when it warrants it, man, Martin cranks up the volume. And when it doesn't, he goes more subtle. Another one here with the drums. Ringo Starr, you are the fucking man. For real. And from now on, for me, it's John, Paul, Ringo, and George. <laughs> I mean, dude. That's always been mine, my way. Except for John and, John and Paul. Yeah. Specifically the bass drum work on this. I mean, oh, lordy, mama. Maybe Martin wanted to go with the booming system type sound for the kids today. Maybe. Well, come on. We've been doing that since the 80s, man. Don't, don't yep. We had the booming system before those kids today. This is one of these, you know, all-time great songs that is somehow even made better here. 
I mean, not as good as Noel Gallagher's version. He did it in the right properties. Chill out version, the way John Lennon wanted it, which he said in later on interviews. Mark Alden Taylor. Well, that's the one uh, we live with, though. Yeah, but uh, this new version, of the it's so fucking good, man. I mean, but if you like Mascara Sue, yeah. it's great, it's, you may not get it, but I think Mark might Fair get it. convention. Yeah. Lee yeah. won't, per se. But I'm going to go to Lee on this version of Help. Or fucking yeah, like, I don't really that? like What's it that much. Let's go to Lee. Let's go to Lee. Uh, I don't really like it that much. I, I, um, I, I find that it's it's like, um, if this was on a plate of food, I would um, shove that off the plate and eat the rest. Or like that Clark Kent <laughs> shit that fucking Bob likes. Fuck that fucking Stuart Copeland shit. But, uh, Fuck, help. I guess I go... Jerry, did you go on help yet? No. Oh, my fucking internet's keep going in and out. It's I'm sorry. fine, man. It's funny, man. Nah, fucking... Oh. Now, this is a fucking... Now, this is a fucking great song. I like that last rubbish. Um, it's heavy. It's rubbish. a fucking killer sounding. And I agree with you, Charles. Ringo fucking kicks ass on that version. So I can just imagine what this new version sounds Ooh. like. So Ooh. I will I will agree with you on that one. So I will... Definitely look forward to that one. Good team. Just go by the lyrics and help me if you can. I'm feeling down. And I do appreciate you being you around. Ron Taylor. The bass and the drums on this are fucking the remix is so much better than the original. And I'm talking about how much it bangs with the fucking the original, so I can just imagine what the, the, the oh. new remix is fucking Ringo and Paul are fucking put up front. It's fucking amazing, but, uh, and I Michael, listened to it in a car with a 12-inch woofer. One of Michael Jackson's favorite songs, by the way. Yeah, he Jeez. fucking stole that shit from Paul fucking <laughs> Michael Jackson. Gave him advice. I have to say, I'm sure I, I'll miss it later on. And I love Charlie Watts, and I, and I love the Stones, Jerry, I do. But, man, Charlie Watts couldn't hit a fucking hi-hat and the fucking snare at the same time to save his life. Ringo played a right-handed kit as a left-handed player. And that's one thing about these mixes. I was like, it made me fall in love with Ringo's playing even more. Oh, my God, yes. Player. Totally. And I love Charlie Watts. But Ringo, to me, is a one-of-a-kind. Charlie Watts was kind of boring. Tell you what it, no, Charlie, Charlie Watts was not a boring drummer because he was. I'm talking about personality wise well, compared to Ringo. He was missed dearly on this last. Album. No, but I think Ringo had a better personality than Charlie Watts. I'm not saying Charlie Watts was boring, but Gosh, he, I heard Charlie well, Watts playing was, was great. I'm just saying personality wise, I'd rather hang out well, with I, Ringo than I, Charlie. I heard backstage he was kind of the more emotive. I'm just saying yeah. Ringo it was like I would like to hang out with that dude to me Phil Red is more like Charlie Watts and and find me a drummer that's like Ringo no it's hard no. yeah yeah that's all I can say Ringo was, was kind of first one with the three what the four two beat or four three beat I don't know about the beat. Oh, no, that shit, that shit from Big Bang, Big Bang, Big Bang. Like, I bet Lee would play the drums like Ringo. Right, What's well, the next? Let's, let's get the Maybe. next one. You got to hide your love away, man. Believe it or not, at one point I really thought this song was about Yoko. Believe it or not, uh, like 
went because I bought the Red album. It was the first Beatles album I ever had, and that's when I was getting into the band. And I mean, wouldn't you hide your love away if your love was Ring uh, Yoko too? Yeah, right. Yeah, I would. The, yeah, the beauty is in the eye of the beholder, though, man. You guys ever seen, you ever seen that video? I think John Lennon and Yoko are jamming. She might. She might have had a great Chuck Berry. You know, they might have melded personality-wise and looks-wise. So that 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 is a great thing to find, though. You can't always go by looks, man. I think she might have like sucked them off better than anybody ever had. I don't know, but uh, probably on, on that ant eater. Just look at the two. And hey, John. I said that earlier. Alfiera, go ahead and shave that bush a little bit. Uh, how about that? Jesus Christ, that was horrible. But uh, Ralphie anyway. ain't listening to us. No, he wouldn't, but he, he did point out the huge bush that John Lennon had. He was right. Yeah. Um, this was another mix that I wasn't gobsmacked about. I really wasn't. I guess the tambourine sounds a little bit more crisp here. Um, perhaps this is one where the original mix wasn't as much in need of a cleanup as some of the other tracks. Yeah, guitar is a little bit better, but overall not the biggest improvement. And and by God, they didn't take the flute out. <laughs> like, favorite fucking rock and roll. And that would have ruled more if they had cut the flute. A great song, but didn't feel as floored by this mix overall. Uh, I I disagree with you because you only listen to them on headphones when when I listen to this. I heard it on stereo too. Both. Uh, fucking bumps, man! You get those twelve inch woofers and play this song loud. Plus, you can hear all the instrumentations are so fucking clear. Like you can hear each like the bass, the drums. The two guitar players, the rhythm, the lead, and like it's separated a little bit more clearer than the original version to me. So I I fucking love this track. So then we get to you, Jerry. You got to hide your love away. You're probably honest with you. I'm not familiar with this song off the off the top of my head. How about, hey, to you got to hide your love away with acoustic dun, 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 dun. No, that doesn't help at all. Um, you don't know. Hey, you got to hide your love away. Oh my god, dude. Go ahead. I don't, I don't know what else to say. I, I don't have to listen to it if you have an opinion on it. All right, Lee. I wish I could say the same thing. It's. It, it, it was an interesting um, Dylan, um, you know, influenced by Dylan. So I, I give it that. But I, yeah. I, I mean, occasionally I like hearing the song, but this mix didn't do it for me. This mix made me not want to hear it. So there. I, you go. I mean, the mix fucking schmicks. It's, uh, That's why we're doing this is to talk about the mix. I, know. I thought and, it was and, like, and so and so I I I find it irritating how well, you, I'm in you the minority when it comes to disliking. You most didn't of listen them. to it on a big system. Charles did. He said so. Yeah, I listened yeah. to him on very good um, headphones so and I. very loud. I got Bose headphones. I thought that I got good stuff. So I have a good sound. So do I. I've all it was a meandering kind of song that I thought was about Yoko Ono, and he hadn't even met her yet, so he was talking about a an affair, All right. and it All sucked. Right. So we could but go I'll, now. We go to a Paul song on here. We can work it out, Charles. Well, now we're back on track. 
And uh, this was on the original Red album. And I was not, yeah, and I always thought you could really hear the fake stereo sound on previous versions uh, where McCartney's vocals just didn't quite sound right. And they are, uh, they've been centered more in this mix. And again, man, Ringo's drums. Holy Toledo. <coughs> I really think for the most part that he was the musician that benefited, the, he benefited the most from these new mixes. Ringo Starr. Yeah. Hats off to you, sir, Ringo Starr. And you should be a fucking knight, by the way. Uh, right on. He's on my beloved Ringo, and I think everybody else's should be as well. The percussion and in general stands out on this mix. Very good mix here. And we're back on track. Alright, I'm just going to say, another thing these remixes has no background noise. Everything is in place, no distractions, just pure joy to hear these and it the song bumps and you can hear Maka slapping that bass again with Ringo. I, I like I keep saying without you hearing Ringo, it's because Paul is backing up that fucking drums by Ringo on these remixes. Uh Jerry, we can work it out. Yeah, now we're getting the fucking great fucking Beatles era in my opinion. This is a great fucking song. And you're right, Ringo Ringo invented music if you ever saw the movie Caveman. <laughs> You'll see that he did. He did invent movie or music. Uh, I mean, but yeah, this is a fucking great tune. I love the way it flows, man. Uh, I can't imagine the remix being any better than the original. So uh, I have to wait and see. Great tune, Lee. Yeah, I used to like playing this song on the piano. It's a good song, and I like this remix. This it's not my very favorite Beatles song, but this is the one that on on this compilation stood out as being one of the better songs i dig this one all right then we get to day tripper charles well boys and girls grab your socks and hose and pull them shits up because oh boy now we're full on back perhaps one of the better mixes on this whole red collection and we are back to the guitars being enhanced as they should be as this is one of the best guitar-driven tracks the Beatles did with one of the most iconic guitar riffs ever. Hello there, uh, um, Nazareth. Yeah, you know, you use this lick again. And we can actually hear, we can hear Lennon's kick-ass rhythm work under this uh, great riff that George lays out. Yes, Jerry, George lays throughout this track. It was a double A side, number one single with the previous track, We Can Work It Out. This one I've always preferred more. And Giles Martin brought out this one definitely alive. And we get the majesty of the guitar work on this track. I fucking love this new mix. Jerry. Day Tripper, right? Yep. Oh man, it's another fucking great tune, dude. Um, this, this is now we're getting to the fucking, you know, the great Beatles, my favorite Beatles, Beatles era. Like I said before, another great fucking song. I can't imagine the fucking remix being any better than this one either. Um, love this song. So yeah, gonna have to wait see on this remix. I guess I'm gonna have to listen to it because the remix is like in my review, it just sounds like 
because you're all for the Beatles play on this track. <laughs> it's like they're all fucking put up there, like Ringo and, and Paul. You can hear their bass lines and drum parts so much better, man. Uh, like I said earlier, if the Beatles had the technology they have today, I think there wouldn't be no more rock music because the Beatles, everybody would have fucking gave up. This song fucking rules. I love this song. Fucking, like Charles said, fucking one of the co most copied guitar riffs of all time. <laughs> Lee, what do you think about it? Yeah, this one was good too. So... I'm not going to be the sour puss and everything, <laughs> but 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 I would say most of this compilation could have been cut down this much. All right. But 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 still, leave a little bit of it, and 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 this 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 song is is one of those. So yeah, I dug it. Knock it out the park. This one, it was fantastic. It was it was. It was one of the better ones. Yeah. So uh, we have to hurry up because Jerry's got to get going by three thirty his time, man. So let's get. Yeah, don't, hurry, don't hurry up. Like I said, if I got to bow out early, I'll bow out early. Okay. Yeah. That's this fine. is Charles. This is Charles' favorite fucking band, and I don't want to be a. You know, I also, I also have um, maybe um, someone coming over in about a half hour. So oh, if shit. we could, if we could try to make it not so long. Well, then we get to drive my car. Charles. Rubber Soul Land here. My favorite Beatles of all time. This will be a treat with the opening track of this fantastic album. Or is it? And I'm happy to say, oh yes, it's a treat. Even though I don't think this one is dark and this is its enhancement as much as Day Tripper. Uh... It could be maybe because the original was so good that it really didn't need mu that much work to begin with. I enjoy the song in general. I love it, but one of the more understated new mixes. I don't think there was much to improve. I agree with you on Charles. Fucking great song. Great fucking earworm. Cherry, what do you think about Drive My Car? Yeah, I agree with what you guys said, man. Another fucking great tune. And holy shit, this next fucking song. Oh my god. A great song. Anyway, we'll, we'll, I want to get to the next song. Go ahead. Lee, drive my car. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's an alright song, but this mix doesn't do it for me, and I um, don't really want to hear it after this mix. <laughs> Yuck. So we get to Norwegian Wood, Charles? Interesting. Interestingly now, this one, seemingly to my ears, Martin did step up the volume of hair more in this mix on this chilled out song but it was more with the sitar and we get a way better mix on that instrument and that's cool being george was always proud of playing the sitar is in what is known to be the first use of this instrument on a western recording and there's no doubt that prince drew inspiration for his song darling nick darling nicky from this classic as his theme is basically the same very clear production on this remix. It makes me clamor for the full treatment job Martin of Rubber Soul. All right, Jerry, Norwegian Wood, this bird is... Give me another one of my father's favorite songs. Give me fucking sitar, sitar any fucking day of the week. The Beatles. Fucking you go, George. Fucking love you, dude. Um, yeah, this is a fucking amazing tune, man. Again, one of my, like I said, one of my dad's favorites, so... 
this is one of the few sitar songs that work for me with the Beatles. Inspiration, man. This acoustic guitar is clearer. I keep repeating myself, what else can I say about the remixes are amazing. Even the sitar sounds good. Better than it did before. And that clear tambourine on this, man. The old recording was a little muddy. I, I prefer this version better. And then we get to... Uh, did Lee. you say anything, Lee? Norwegian Woods. I, I, I hadn't. Um, this is a song that I really liked to play in the piano. I didn't make it sound like sitar. I made it sound like the regular American song, or, or English, or whatever was song that it was. But I liked to play it. I'm not really much of a fan as far as hearing it, and this mix really didn't do it for me. <laughs> All right, so then we get to uh, Nowhere Man. Why did they do another remix of this? But go ahead, Charles. Well, on the beginning of this, I wasn't so sure about what I, I said on, say, Norwegian Wood. Until I heard George's guitar kick in and thought, oh, yes. This is yet another fantastic remix. We get Paul's wonderful bass work enhanced. And I love the balance that Giles went with overall in this classic rubber soul cut. It's so hard to sometimes rectify in your mind that the Beatles had album backs like this. We talk, This was an album track. It wasn't a single. We say it all the time. It's just a decent album track. This is just a decent album track from the Beatles. Uh, the greatest band of all time came up with this for an album track. Jerry, nowhere, man. Decent song, nothing really standout-ish about it with me as far as me liking it. It's okay. If I never heard it again, I'd be okay. Um, that's all I really got to say about that. I'm just going to say, watch Yellow Submarine and listen to this song in that movie. You, you'll have a more uh, yeah. connection to yeah. it. Yeah. So, Lee, what do you think of Nowhere Man? Yeah, I agree with Jerry. In fact, I... Um... Well, I agree with half. I wish that I um, didn't have to hear it again. Uh, the part about slightly liking it, maybe not. Maybe I slightly don't. But, um, yeah, it's it's one of those songs that's like a chore for me to hear. So we get to Michelle or Michelle. And the mix also didn't do it for Charles. me. Well, from what I'm hearing, this has been way more balanced. It's frozen again. So uh, sometimes you get your socks knocked off, and on others, not as much. This is one of those where the mix is slightly more subtle, and it's actually way better, way better for it. Not quite as harsh. I think the instruments are way more balanced than on the other edits I've heard, as well as far as the stereo mixes go, because I do prefer the mono mixes, Lee Gersman. Uh, it sounds way more organic. I enjoy this for its subtlety. So what do you think of Michelle, Michelle, Jerry? Ah, oh, it's another fucking great tune, dude. I mean, like I said, this is my favorite, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, era of the Beatles. I don't want to call it era, but they didn't really have an era. They were around for, what, 10 years? Yeah. Um, but, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's not a great fucking song, dude. They had so mm -hmm. many eras within that 10 years, though. Fucking weird. It's like Rush took. Yeah, I, 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 prefer, I prefer the long haired Stony Beatles than the, the Mop Heads. So. I like all. But uh, what do you think about it, uh, Lee? Yeah, I usually like playing this song on the piano. It's well done. And even though it wasn't my favorite to hear 
always on the album. This mix actually made it now one of one of the songs that I want to hear. This this to me is um, one of the better mixes, and I think that that this stands up above a lot of the other songs. I agree with you, I agree with you, Lee, on that. I love the the mix of this. It's a beautiful song, killer. And then we get you in my life, uh, Charles. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jaws in a similar vein here. We're balancing the sound way better than the original stereo mix. Let me go listen to that and listen to this. You used to get the guitars on the left, voices and the other instruments on the right, that type of thing. But on this, we get a wonderful balance of the board, which then it makes it feel way more organic sounding. And it's my second favorite Beatles song of all time. We won't cover my first because it was not remixed for 2023. I I didn't think I I didn't think it could be improved upon from the original, but I stand corrected. I just put it over there. So what do you think about it? Uh, you should put it yeah, over there, Jerry. Okay, fuck it, fuck it. I wasn't done, but oh, go ahead. Done? Oh, okay, my bad. <laughs> of course, fans of the mono misses may disagree, but I think this yeah. is absolutely wonderful. I really do enjoy Giles Martin seems to have taken. He took the time, unlike on this episode, to not just crank up the volume and bass, actually do what it needs to just make the song sound better okay trying to jerry where should you put it over there for but uh i'll, I'll go next since you're talking yeah about i'm gonna i just i'm gonna miss the next couple songs sorry oh in my life man this is a fucking great fucking track i like it fucking great amazing track and it's one of my top five also i fucking love it it's one of the best beatles songs of all time john is so cleared up on this fucking song and the background has no hiss to it anymore. I fucking love it. So uh, then we get to uh, if you needed someone, which Lee picked. Shit, I'm about in my life. Oh, Jerry, you really you... don't want to hear my opinion oh, because ahead, I Lee. think it's probably yeah, one of the right. worst songs All right. All right, they've right. done, and I don't like the mix. All right. All right. So then we get to if you needed somebody, which Lee picked on the Freeform Rock podcast. Sorry for interrupting the podcast. I just want to take a second to thank all of you for listening. Please take a second to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Podbean. And join the Freeform Rock Podcast community on Facebook. Now, back to the show. Yeah. 
some other day that it might not have been like this. But you see now I'm too much in love. Carve your number on my wall and maybe you will get a call from me. If I needed someone. All right, Lee, if you needed somebody. All right, what do you think first, Charles? <laughs> it's an add-on from the original Red album, which not sure if they needed to do this, as the original Red album was so rubber soul heavy to begin with. <laughs> I'm not going to complain personally, as I love that album, and uh, George is my least favorite Beatle. That doesn't mean I absolutely despise him. But it's just a rules a little bit less more than the other three. I do enjoy this song, though. I I think I would have preferred Think for Yourself over this more than this one. But that's a pretty good mix. Again, it's a balance of the instruments. About in the same vein as the majority of the Rubber Soul mixes so far. The harmonies from Paul and John and backing vocals are a thing to marvel at. Great mix. But I would have preferred Think for Yourself. All right, now I can go next. Um, this was brightened and benefited a lot from the mix. Um, this this one stood out. It made me think, was this really one of the 2022 mixes? Because this was so much better than most of these 2023 ones. So I liked it. And... Uh, it's not my very favorite song by the Beatles, but it's becoming more a song that I like more and more because of this particular mix. So yeah, it was really cool. Yeah, I agree with you, both of you guys. I love this version of the song. It's really, I think it's brightened up. I think you liked it more, a lot better than uh, Charles did. It's a great fucking song. I like lyrics. Just read the lyrics of this fucking song. Jerry, are you there or no? You're taking this song off. So then we get to uh, Girl. What do you think of Girl, Charles? What was the song? What was the song? If you needed somebody. Good tune. Love it. All right, Girl. All right. This is the last song off the Red album, right? Mm, yes. Yes. Uh, for us. Yes. The rest of it, listen to the Revolver remix. You're good. Uh, yep, it's official. Giles focused on the balancing of the guitars and the instruments. And getting the vocal standard as well as it just it, it so feels lifelike in comparison to the original edits. This is probably why I've been so floored by the mixes on the red that I've heard. And we really do hear George Paul singing tit 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 properly for the first time. Yes, they said tit. <laughs> I definitely recommend minimum most people to listen to these 2023 mixes on red i personally am in love with the beatles music all over again because of it so uh jerry are you there so lee what do you think of girl it's not one of my favorite songs but i have to admit 
the mix on this is one of the better mixes. So I have to give them credit for making it sound as good as it does. I think and I used to like playing it on the piano. So that was it. I like the way you could hear John's phrases a little bit clearer, his phrasings on this song. And you're girl, shh, you know. It's like it's so fucking clear. It's like they could have recorded this shit today. It's just like Giles Martin is a fucking genius. Jerry, are you there for girl or we go into the blue album? Guess we're going to the blue album, Charles. Is it I am the walrus, right? The first one? Yeah. So you picked that one. So here's I am the walrus on a freeform rock podcast. All right, man. We're Sitting in an English garden, waiting for the sun. If the sun don't come, you get to turn from standing in the English way. 
I am the walrus, Charles. Sorry, I had a delivery. I take care. What's going on? What did I miss? Oh, girl. You, you like girl. Love girls. There right. you go. All right, now we're on I am the walrus, Charles. Uh, interesting. There wasn't a newer mix on this song out there. But hey, I sure as hell am not going to complain about one of my favorite Beatles songs getting a remix. This was the B-side to Hello Goodbye. And the superior song at A side by the well to my to my ears. Now this was a mix that really grabbed my attention as we get that great balance again. And John's electric piano stands out with this mix, along with the strings. Unfortunately, G George's guitar work wasn't brought up much. And I'm only guessing he must have been mimicking what the electric piano did because I really don't hear him that much on this and i would have loved to hear a bit more of that but overall fantastic mix and the part that blew me away was during that radio broadcast at the end of this song was that part of that bbc production of king lear and you can hear new snippets of an orchestra lee gersman shit absolutely blew my mind as i don't ever recall hearing that before the music from a bbc production just an incredible new mix. One of my favorites on here by far. Jerry, I am the Walrus. Oh, man. It's a fucking killer tune, man. Who doesn't like that song, man? One of the better Sticks covers, by the way. Um, <laughs> yeah, I agree. Definitely better than that Crash of the Crown shit. No, it's a fucking banger of a tune, dude. I love the song. So that's all I really need to say about that. Yeah, gobbledygook, but gobbledygook done great. Not like Nirvana. So what do you think about it, Lee? Okay, um, this was a very different kind of mix. And I had not heard the radio part like that before. And the weird thing, though, is that even though it's brighter, even though it's clearer, it took away some of the power of what I thought the older psychedelic mix was while growing up, and I prefer that. I think that this was a little... This is one of those few cases where it was a little too clean, where the song needs a little of that mud and dirt in order to make it like how it was back in the day when I heard it on a 45 and hearing all that psychedelic weirdness. It's like as if they took some it's like they sort of explained what some of the magic was and, and and left it out so even though they cleaned it up i think they cleaned it up for the worse 
I think the clean version is cool, but I do like the original version better of this because it has that rawness to it. You know, it has, like you were saying, Lee, it has like yeah. girth. It's just, it's like Def Leppard Hysteria, which I do love that album. Oh, it's way too clean. Uh, and. All right, man. I, I agree with Lee. I, mean, I, get... I, I don't dis I I don't necessarily disagree with Lee, but I just think it was cool how the orchestra part of King Lear came over at the end. It was really cool. It was kind of neat. I thought it was interesting to hear. Yes. Yeah. So then we get the the next one is Fool on the Hill, right? Yep. Charles. I'm going to take a guess. Probably the uh, album tracks from Magical Mystery Tour were products of better recording equipment. Because I don't really hear that big of a difference on this one. Maybe we get a bit of more of the more subtle instruments coming through on this mix. I mean, I do love the song, absolutely. But as far as the new mix, (laughs) underwhelming one to my ears. Maybe he just can't do much with these newer Beatles songs. As far as the recording lineage goes, you're fooling the hill, Jerry. I really like this song. Um, uh, I guess the, I guess what Charles is saying, the remix isn't that much better, but uh, I enjoy this song, so I truly like to say about that. Well, I, uh, I agree with you. The remix is pretty cool, but it's not much difference. I agree with Charles on that because we both heard it. Lee, what do you think about it? I don't like the song. I don't like the remix. <laughs> Do you like taters? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I like the taters. Uh, Charles, what do you think of a Magical Mystery Tour? Okay, what I had said about Fool on the Hill. Never mind. Man, this one really benefited from the Giles Martin touch. Whomever is playing that boogie-woogie boogie guitar part, that man, they're bringing it on this mix, and we can actually hear it better than we've ever heard it before. One of the more underrated Beatles songs, and Giles made it one that should be a standout. And this mix flat out rocks. I love it even more now. In this mix, Jerry, Magical Mystery Tour. Uh, fucking another legendary tune, man. I mean, what the fuck more can I say? I like it. All right, I, I love it. The fucking harmonies are brought up to fucking the top. It's just fucking uh, orgasmic fucking kind of song to listen to, especially when you smoke some weed. It's fucking killer. Lee, what do you think about it? I actually don't love this song. I think it's okay, but it it never really did anything for me, and this mix um, didn't really do it for me either. All right, so we get to Revolution, Charles. <laughs> I have to admit, this was the first one I went to, and there's a reason, and that reason would be that Lennon always hated the stereo mix, and I agree with him. The mono mix was always better than the stereo mix, as it always sounded weak and gutted from the original mono. Well, I'm happy to say, Giles Martin, mission accomplished here. But to be fair, Martin had a great stereo version on the Beatles Love Mashup compilation. And I'm pretty sure he cleaned that up. And uh, we get a pure stereo version here that flat out rocks, as it should be, 
being one it's one of the best hard rock songs the beatles ever came up with and yes it was a b-side unbelievable if this mix would have sucked i don't know if i'd have checked out the rest but it did not suck it ruled jerry revolution now this is why i gotta admit i'm kind of getting a good boner to listen to the remix you know in the future so i'll probably be the first one to listen to as well because i love this song it's one of my favorites by him it's heavy it's nasty there's riff i mean the guitar that just the whole song works man killer you love it all right uh revolution i agree with you this is my favorite version of the song i don't like the white album version of this at all or number nine which is an abortion of fucking all music uh I this version's yeah. great. What do you think about it, Lee? Um, okay. Um, I do like this mix, and I love the song itself, this version, but I still do prefer the mono mix. I, I still prefer that older, muddier mix by some. But of the cleaned up mixes this is one of the ones that were more successful to me right. but i still prefer the original all right man we're making good time on this we're almost done hey bulldog yeah. uh charles well this was an add-on to the blue album the only track from the yellow <laughs> submarine lp added for and and added for good reason I mean, as this song has definitely grown in stature over the years, as it should, <laughs> one of the best deep cuts in the Beatles catalog by far. Uh, this mix is along the same vein as the Rubber Soul tracks. I think it was a great balance. <laughs> Not as flooring as here is <laughs> Twisted Shout and some of those old classics cleaned up, but it was good. I'm actually torn on this version. And the version on the Yellow Submarine soundtrack version, not the original. The, the version one. Martin's dumb movie songs on yeah, it, but this. I have the the one you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah, and it came back out in like 2000. Uh, this one is probably better balanced though, and a little less on the bass. And what works, I enjoy it. Yeah, I had to pay rent, and I sold a lot of DVDs because I bought the CD and the new dvd version of the movie but i sold that because i needed to pay rent back then but i fucking want that movie again i love it so many good memories what do you think of hey dog jerry don't know it to be honest with you don't know it you would love hey bulldog jerry fucking hard rock metal genius I'll send it to you right now. Don't worry about it. One of the greatest Beatles songs of all time. Go ahead, Lee. Yeah, um, I used to not think this song was great. I used to think that it was trying to be a good rocker, and it kind of fell short a little bit. But this remix made me now like it, and it's now a really, really good song. So I consider this to be one of the better songs, and I consider this to be one of the better mixes. I agree with you. I have the yellow 
submarine soundtrack this is one of my all-time favorite beatles songs it's just I, I, if you listen to me i like that piano dun, 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 that riff going with dun, 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 and that fucking piano just going through that whole fucking song i fucking love the remix of this it brings up more of the piano and ringo's drums this song fucking song was already awesome for me and i fucking love it even more in the remix and then we get to old brown shoe charles um, the B-side to the Ballad of John and Yoko in one of the more interesting mixes on the whole collection. The bass separation is great. And by the way, allegedly George Harrison played the bass on this. At least he said he did in a Green Magazine uh, interview. And to my ears, the playing is really good. And I know he played bass from time to time on Beatles tracks. He couldn't maybe a little bit more because in my opinion a great bass line the song has a bit of a ska feel to it it's a good track but um, interestingly though this seems to have an issue with the vocals again. it almost sounds like a mistake with the mix because I heard the echoey thing and uh, not sure why they couldn't have corrected that a head scratcher to me how it slid through like that again all right, Old Brown Shoe, Jerry. Old Brown Shoe. I'm a little more familiar with this song, not as much as, I mean, a little more than the last song. I don't remember liking it. Send this one to me, too, if you can. Um, I need to listen to it again, so I really don't have an opinion on it because I'm trying to put it in my head. I think I know what song it is. It's not a rememberable sure. song. It's not one of my favorite Beatles songs, so. Okay. Yeah, it's not like listening to The Long and Winding Road, which isn't on this remix. Uh, Lee, what do you think about Old Brown Shoe? Oh, it's 200% better than The Long and Winding Road. Oh, I love this song, and and the mix is fantastic. The song itself is great. This is actually the very best song on this whole remix thing. Oh. All right, then we get to... Uh, the last track on the Blue Album, Now and Then, the new song, Charles. At this point, what hasn't been said about this song? At first, I, I would have said I'd rank it under Free as a Bird. But the new three toll songs, as I like to call this version of the band. Now I will say I actually like it more than Free as a Bird. And the great news, great news is, yes. A version of AI was used to make this song. And it points that, you know, uh, not all AI is a bad thing. Like, look at Lee. Ask him. He loves his AI picture maker. Yeah, he, he's making me Johnny Cash pictures as a woman. 20,000. Hey. Um, yeah. Those um, were freaky. And they got, they, got Johnny, they got Johnny Cash thing in Taylor Swift songs. And I love... Don't get pictures of Johnny Cash with boobs. I love what they did with I the send them to Charles. <laughs> yeah. Over the well. I heard a, I heard a complaint is this song sounds like a Paul song now. And I say no, it sounds like a Lennon McCartney song now. I think uh, it can ring up there with some of the best Beatles songs of all time, actually. That's how much I love it. And uh, appropriate bookend of the career. 
of the greatest band of all time, John, Paul, Ringo, and George. Thank you. I I agree with you, man. Um, This song is just amazing. I liked it better than you when you first heard it. So I'm just going to give myself credit. I never give myself credit on shit. Some people think I do. But uh, I always let you guys go and give your opinions, and and I, di- I disagree. Or, like you guys suck on uh, extreme, but that's okay. But Jerry, what do you think this book in? Do you think there's going to be another Beatles song, or that's it, Charles? Before we get into this, should be Carnival of Light. Carnival of Light, and yeah. um, I'm going to end it. Well, we got yeah. two more people to talk about this song on the blue album, Jerry. Now and then, I get it. I get it. Um, if Led Zeppelin were to find some old tapes of John Bonham drumming, I would get it. I would start whipping it out and jerking it. That's how much I would love it. I get it. I think what Peter Jackson did was really cool stuff. But the song is awful. Ooh. It's terrible. There's nothing for me. Um, I've heard it balls. a few times, but I don't know, man. It's got that pathetic George solo at the end. You can barely hear it. Um... But well done, though. The way they got it all together. Well done for that. You know, I'll give them that much. But the song does nothing for me. Oh, Lee. I am somewhat in the middle of what everyone is saying. I don't love the song. I think the production is great. I think that on this compilation, it at least matches the consistency of most of the remixes. So I think that it works in that context, but I still feel as though the Beatles broke up at the right time. And this song is sort of like a way to give people incentive to want to hear something else. But if they hadn't done anything and they didn't do this song, I wouldn't have cried over it. All right. You know, I, I did I did enjoy the Trinidad documentary. I did enjoy all that stuff. So it's not a total, you know, yeah, stinker for me in the whole thing in general. So, well, like I always had to say, uh, thank the Beatles for uh, making rock and roll. <laughs> you go, man. Rock yeah. was dead. Thank you. You're Beatles. welcome. Thank You're you, welcome, man. Black Sabbath. You're welcome, uh, everybody else. You're welcome. Well, Sam Hagar said he was offered the lead singer job of the Beatles. <laughs> Come on, man. I didn't even bring him up. Yeah. All right, man. But uh, I did but see uh, Slaughter live, and that drummer in Slaughter is killer. I've got to find out who the fuck that drummer is. Loss Elias? No, it's not Loss. It's some other guy, dude. He oh, was like it? on oh, top okay. of those drums, just pounding them like moon, dude. I was like, fuck. Yeah, I'm sure. But overall, outside of uh, Lee, he's he's with Team Charles and not wanting to buy new shit. Would people, you think, would it be worth them buying this? Mark, what do you I, think? I do. I, I, if I had 60 bucks, I'd be buying it right now. I don't have the money right now. I'm trying to save I don't up. like how the, the new tracks are on the third disc of the vinyl. I would recommend people buy the CD. Well, it would I, be the if you want to pay $145 for four vinyls, go for it. Or eight I, vinyls, I, yeah. I just think that it's the proper track listing that Mark didn't have, even though he heard it on 
Well, uh, I fixed Amazon it. Music, you you, you right, corrected right. me, and I went to the digital track list. So there you go. I actually thought that if we had spent these last few hours getting <laughs> angry and arguing about that, I would have had a lot more fun. Well, you know... Thank <laughs> had fun while you did this for the time that you did it. Well, this album's over. Uh, just give me the MVP, VIP of the Beatles, Charles. MVP is John Lennon. Least valuable is George Harrison. Uh, Jerry. Seriously, you going to ask me that question? <laughs> George. But no, in all fairness, of course it's going to be John Lennon or Paul McCarty. I'll give it a tie. I mean, come on. The least viable player in the fucking Beatles? Seriously? Come on. Ain't no, ain't no such thing. Pete Best. <laughs> uh, Lee, what do you think, man? Of what? Who's the MVP and the least valuable player of the Beatles? Well, I like Paul McCartney the best, and um, I, 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 I would have to say that um, uh, I would only have to say Ringo is not my favorite only because of the fact that musically he, he did some of the least interesting songs, and um, because I liked all of them as far as musicians, but I mean as far as songwriting... I, I I would say "Don't Pass Me By" is is a lot worse. I than agree. If I needed someone, he did I, write one absolutely great song, "Octopus's Garden," and, and, and no, 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 no. It's 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 great, and um, it beats "Yesterday" by a mile. Ooh. But oh, but but what, but what I want to say is that, but, that is a bad Beatles opinion right there. If I but what I want to say. <laughs> Well, I'm, glad, I'm glad mine was throughout, throughout his his career he's done the least interesting work to hey, me I'd go with that yeah. yeah. Uh, but Ringo brought that new drum beat so I can't never consider him <laughs> the least valuable player Yeah, I can't really consider any member of the Beatles as they, brought, they all brought something to the table it's like I will just pick fucking all four Beatles is the most valuable player and Pete Best is the least <laughs> so i can't separate them man because they all brought that sound they all had that backing vocals they all had that drum oh beat. yeah 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 i mean with with like jerry i mean george harrison i mean he's not like bobby doll shit <laughs> i mean he's george harrison he was in the beatles of course he's fantastic just it's just my least favorite, but that doesn't mean he sucks. No way. I mean, he's phenomenal. He's my favorite, yeah. but there's no way he's more important to the band than Paul and John was. I mean, even I know that. Yeah, but those vocals, man, that George brought and Ringo brought, like, added to the sound. Without those two, they wouldn't be the Beatles. We didn't we didn't cover it because it wasn't a 2023 remix, but something yeah. the greatest ballad the Beatles ever did, and that was a George Harrison song. Yeah. Your is amazing too, man. Just went within without you could take the fuck off. Mm, well, all right, man. Let's get to our tracks of the week, man. Uh, that was our review of the Red and the Blue 2023 remixes. Thanks to our partner Charles. We thank you for your service, brother. You rule. Well, thank you all for doing it, even if Lee was irate. 
Yeah, and Jerry didn't know much of it, but that it's, was cool. It's, yeah, but I, yeah, but I'm not, you know. Now, I, now I, I, wait, I before you know, let's do some, some good stuff. Yeah. I had to be on it, even though I don't know much. I apologize for my lack of knowledge on this album, but I had to do it. I'll be right back. I guess he'll go last on tracks of the week. Charles, you picked uh, Bridge Over Troubled Waters by uh, Simon and Garfunkel. Oh my God, what a song. And Lee left the wrong time. I know he fucking loves it, so I'm going to hold that when he comes back, and I'm going to be like, what do you think of that, Lee? But uh, what do you think of that song, Gary? A fucking legend. Legendary tune, and I and I do not like Simon and Garfunkel, but I absolutely love that fucking song. Mark, what do you think of it? It's a fucking classic. I love Simon and Garfunkel. I love fucking Paul Simon solo. Not Garfunkel as much. I know Lee loves Art Garfunkel way better than Paul Simon. So, well, Lee, what no. do you think? You don't? What do you think? I like him as a person better, but that's different. Oh, okay. But Lee, what do you think of a bridge over troubled waters by? Um, I grew up with it. I think that the song Bridge Over Turbulent Waters is very cheesy. And I and I do... Um, I mean, I can hear it. But, 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 but I think that it overshadows the rest of the album and that people think of only that song. And, and if you take that song off of it and hear the rest of the album... It's a pretty good album. I am a and, rock rule. And, 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 and that's not on there. But anyway... I know, um, but I'm saying they have better songs than that. Yeah, you're and, right. then, and then the very last song on the album, Song for the Asking, very understated, almost forgettable acoustic piece that nobody ever pays attention to, but I played it on the piano. It's got like a Baroque classical quality, and I played it, and it's a great song, and someone needs to do a good version of it. Which, by the way, I think Lee and I read that album on Lee Gersman's show. But no, anyway. um, you, you, you wanted to, and, and I... Um, you wouldn't so, do it. Yeah. Uh, no, no, I, 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 I would. It's just that I, I, I think that I thought it would be too predictable. All right. Oh. Yeah, he's done that to me a lot. Uh, I get it. Uh, then we get to uh, Jerry, L.A. Woman, The Doors, man. Great track. Oh, man, fucking the best Doors song ever, in my opinion. And the song is a fucking banger, man. Yeah. Um, go ahead. Well, oh, yeah, I like good. Texas Radio and the big beat off that album the best. So if I could just, I love the riffs of it. I mean, it's some Krieger's best work. Uh, it's a whole band effort, actually, in that too. It's kind of like my fire. It's a complete fucking band work, in my opinion. Love it. Yeah, great. And then uh, I'll get to my. Fine, like great woman, Lee. Yeah. And I'll, I'll get to mine, and uh, I'm picking it off the 2023 remasters. And already, like, I mean, I think me and uh, Charles slobbered over this, and so did Lee. Hey, Bulldog, man. That is my track of the week because that song needs mm -hmm. to be fucking played. Oh, yeah, yeah. Here, this, the version by Goofani. They're uh, really good. Do I, I think to? you'd like it. Do I have to? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? June Millington, Gene and June Millington, the, they rock. The and it is, sounds really good. It's hard to cover the Beatles. It's not done well. You'll like it. No, you'll like this version. <laughs> it's on It's on Beat Club. It, it's, it's, it's Fanny. They do it well. All right. You'll, 
coherent. Let's get to your track, Lee. You pick Gary and the Pacemakers. Don't let the sun see you crying. Great song. I, I picked it because because I wanted some that might sound like it might go along with this. All right, Great. man. That Great. is the podcast, man. Beatles Red and Blue 2023 remixes. Charles, any final thoughts, man? No, I mean, I'm just thankful greatly Gerson came on today. and Yes, yeah, uh, the last one like this, I will, but I, yeah, uh, I got through it. Oh, Lord. I know I'll get something like... He, he was saying that to me for six years, but he lasted six there's, years. There, yeah, there's an album that, that, that I want to do. <laughs> I, I, I think I've already heard. That's fine. I'll get like four or five more at least. But yeah. just come on. Yeah, it's always a great honor. And uh, thank you, Jerry. Yeah, thank you, and, uh, Jerry. Jerry, uh, you haven't heard these proper remixes, but uh, check them out. I think some of them you might enjoy. Some of you might like the original. I will say the American edits Lee had more reverb. Yes, I like that a lot. The American edits did, but. Yeah. Uh, you know, I love the Beatles, so, uh, I mean, I could hear them remake them 90 million times, and I'd be in hell. But thanks for everybody listening. Subscribe. Uh, check out Lee Gerstmann's show. He loves the Grease 2 soundtrack. And on oh. you, on Taylor. <laughs> Jerry, any final thoughts, man? Nah, I'm good, man. This is actually kind of fun, man. I, you know, like I said, I'm way out of my element here, but but it was all it was nice to hear all this info. Hey, I thought this would go so. five hours. <laughs> Well, I saw the song list, and I'm like, "Holy shit!" It's like what thirty songs. We're under. We're in normal time right now. We're good. So, huh. any, any final thoughts, man? How you hate being on here, or whatever? No, actually, um, now, now that um, I didn't waste my alcohol on this, <laughs> so now I get to drink and feel good. Um, and um, yeah, and 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 um, I'm coming out with more songs. And people check out Lee Gersman on YouTube, you'll hear some cool stuff. So there you go. For once, I'm promoting my YouTube page. Finally, and then uh, we—I I would promote it if I could say your last name. No, hold on. More importantly, the great Lee Gersman show. That ever since I've been the quote-unquote B-side, uh, uh, what do you call him, Pete Best version. Of a Lee Gersman co-host. He's done way more reviews. Dude, I don't <laughs> even get on I've been on that show once. Or twice. I don't remember. That's because I drive Lee insane and say, why don't we do this one? I don't That's I true. don't bug him because snaps. <laughs> I don't yeah. Bad. I don't bug him that bad. I'm, I'm not, scared I'm not of him saying sometimes. that I'm not saying that I I don't snap at Charles. But He's yeah, but, yeah. but 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 I don't do it on the air. Oh, you do it on oh. the air on me. That's cool. Oh. I go right. off on me. But Jerry, I gotta I gotta balance it out. I gotta I, snap more on him now. You need. All to right, snap. I gotta go, guys. All right, guys, let's get the fuck right. out of here. Thank you, guys. Check out the Beatles. The Beatles rule. Later, guys, and happy Veterans Day. Sure. Okay.
stop your crying when the bed sings. It may be hard to discover that you've been left for another. But don't forget that love's a game And it can always come again Oh, don't let the sun catch you crying Don't let the sun catch you crying, oh no Oh, oh, oh You have just listened to the Freeform Rock Podcast. All music played on the Freeform Rock Podcast belongs to its owner. If you like it, go out and buy it. Get your music on Amazon, iTunes, or at your local record store. Support what you love. Support the artists by seeing them live. Purchase their music. The Freeform Rock Podcast is not affiliated with any of the artists or music that we play. Thank you for listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast. We'll see you on the next episode. Until next time, stay free and rock on.